It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. The new health guidance will make a bad situation for many workers even worse. Hotel and event staff, tour guides, musicians, substitute teachers, bartenders, many of them are suddenly jobless. Even those who technically still have their jobs are hurting financially because of the coronavirus pandemic. NPR asked people to share their stories of layoffs and pay cuts. Almost 600 responded. NPR's Alina Selyuk spoke with some of them. Early spring is always a slower time at the Seattle restaurant where Carrie Wason works. She'd been a waitress there for almost 16 years when her city became one of the first epicenters of the coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. It seemed like all of a sudden Seattle itself took a nosedive and the restaurants were just truly empty. Cruises stopped coming, theater shows and sports events canceled, people holing up at home, avoiding public spaces... Her restaurant had to limit its menu, then cut back hours. Wayson hadn't really processed this crazy idea that it might be forced to close altogether when she walked the mile from her house to what ended up being her last shift at work. Walked through empty Seattle streets, which is known for its horrendous traffic. Nobody, no cars. Small business after small business on my way with, you know, hand-lettered signs in the windows, saying closed. Now she's one of many workers in tourism, food, events, arts, education, stuck in a surreal limbo, jobless, but maybe temporarily applying for unemployment, dipping into savings, searching for new work in the middle of a pandemic, hoping maybe to get their old jobs back. But when or if, nobody knows. Obviously getting laid off is crazy enough on its own, but just in addition to everything that's going on in the world, it's just like, man, this is insane. Natalie Roblin also got laid off last week. She lives in New Orleans, where she did marketing at a company that relies both on travel and large events for business. Another group that's been hit hard are truck drivers in the port of Los Angeles. It's a shipping hub for Chinese imports. As coronavirus quarantines idled Chinese factories, port truck drivers like Neftali Dubon have been losing work. In the five years that I've been working at the Long Beach and L.A. ports, I've never seen what I'm seeing now. Places where the containers, we just have stacks of containers. It's just now empty, you know. Dubon is an owner-operator, meaning he's considered his own boss. So technically he's still employed and does not qualify for government assistance. He gets paid for each load he picks up from the port and drives to a warehouse. He says he needs at least five or six runs like that a day to make a living. He's now doing one or two. 
Meanwhile, still paying down a loan on his trucking rig, insurance, storage fees, a total of over $2,000. I am the owner of the rig. I did uh, purchase it under my credit. So, you know, if I was to stop making payments on my rig, that will also affect my personal credit. Already this week, more restrictions are kicking in across the country. Federal health officials recommend against gatherings of more than 10 people. Several states are forcing closures of bars, restaurants and event venues. Perla Pimentel works in hospitality in Orlando and says almost everyone in the city is feeling the squeeze from lack of tourism. We could tell that the company was hurting because we were watching all of our clients cancel. It's a little bit of a you don't really expect it to happen to you. She was an event coordinator, suddenly with no events to coordinate. She says the layoff was amicable, bosses saying they'd be happy to have her back when things normalize, but she can't bank on that possibility whenever it might happen. I went out to my car and cried and called my dad. (laughs) Yeah. Pimentel gave herself a long weekend to breathe and process and discovered an unexpected side effect of unemployment, more time with her overeager housemate, her grandmother. Oh, she loves it. I go to the kitchen, I eat breakfast, like, sit down, let's hang out. What are you doing later today? What she is doing today is filing for unemployment, looking for cuts in her budget spreadsheet, calling to renegotiate her student loan, maybe, just maybe, landing a new job. Alina Seljuk, NPR News. Now, the concerns over COVID-19 have shuttered many parts of daily lives that we've gotten used to, from when and where to shop to how to earn a living. Among the most vulnerable are small business owners who, without large resources like a big corporation, might find it hard to weather the tough times. So we checked in with several of them. My name is Jeffrey Bernstein. Our business is Destination PSP. We are a Palm Springs-based retailer of our original design merchandise. It's located right on the busy main strip in downtown. And now he says that right now sales are slowing, but he is bracing for the big hit. Up to date right now, we're just 25% off where we should be. But this is an entirely tourism-based city and every single event, conference, and convention has been canceled. Bernstein has had to send several of his employees home at a concern for their own health because they were over 65, and he's also considering layoffs if things don't improve soon. Thing is, he's not alone. Many businesses nearby are also struggling, and it'll be hard to recover even if things get back to normal in a few months. 50% of our annual revenue is from these few months. So we have a double hit in that even if things turn around and couple months, then we get right into summer where they're going to be naturally slow. Now, we also heard from Samantha Varela. She produces about six comedy shows a month around Los Angeles. But the thing is, with bars closed and restrictions on large gatherings, that means she'll get zero income for the coming weeks, and not just her. That's maybe like around 30 performers. It's not like you make a living off of one show, but it's still like chipping away at their monthly income. Like many gig workers in L.A., she's prepared to go without work for weeks or months at a time. My field of work is so unpredictable, and at least mentally, I'm kind of not phased by it because you just have to be okay with the way things turn out. 
And so right now my plan is just like living off credit cards, which isn't smart, but I'm lucky to at least have a bit of a credit limit. In the meantime, to make do, Varela is still trying to produce comedy shows, just not in person. Instead, they're going to be online. I'm actually doing a show on Instagram Live with 30 or so comics do like three minutes each where we're promoting the comics and putting their Venmos up or something just to encourage people to support the comics in this kind of dire time. So if you're in need of some laughs in these uncertain times and want to support some people looking to work without a venue, Varela's show is going to be this Thursday starting at 6 p.m. And the Instagram account to look for, Comedy Quarantine course. Now, if you'd like to share your story about the how the coronavirus is affecting you and your business, please email us, uh, take2show at kpcc.org. That's take2show at kpcc.org. Or you can tweet us at take2. That's at take2. It could be a record month for layoffs due to concerns about the spread of the coronavirus. States have shut down thousands of businesses in the service and hospitality industries. And companies in other industries are tightening up as the stock market has tumbled. To talk about what this has done to the financial circumstances of workers, I'm joined now by Jeff Donofrio. He's the director of Michigan's Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity. Welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. So why don't we just start with the latest numbers in Michigan? How many people have applied for unemployment insurance this week versus last week? Well, last three days alone, we've had 55,000 people uh, apply, which is about a 1,500% increase over the last week. Wow. Okay. So we have mentioned that the service industry is taking a huge hit. Is that where you're seeing a surge of unemployment insurance claims, or are you seeing layoffs spreading broadly into other sectors? I mean, I know that yesterday the big three automakers said that they were shutting down production until the end of the month. That's where it's centered right now, right, is in in that service industry. But, uh, you know, we do expect that it will expand, uh, especially as manufacturing and uh, other durable good purchases slow down. We know that uh, education, um, schools, of course, are closed down uh, in Michigan here. And, uh, you know, so I think it's going to affect all parts of our economy. All right. Well, let's talk about the process of applying for unemployment insurance in your state. There have been widespread reports that the application website has been operating pretty slowly and people haven't been able to get through on the phone. Tell us what you're doing to make sure that people can get their claims in. So we've we've tried to make it easier to apply for unemployment insurance and extend benefits. So we've provided emergency support to those individuals who are impacted right now, increased the number of weeks someone has unemployment insurance um, and that the, the time they have to actually file. Um, We've also expanded unemployment insurance to sick workers or those who are quarantined and don't have any leave uh, for those who are caring for loved ones and don't have leave um, and for first responders at the same time. Um, We know that it's taxing some of our systems, but we've added capacity um, from the staff level. We've made sure just a few months ago we upgraded our IT and call system, which has really helped a lot. Um, and where other states, I I think, have had trouble of even uh, websites crashing, so far uh, we haven't had a a problem with it here. Well, with respect to eligibility for unemployment, you've mentioned that your state has expanded eligibility requirements. Now people who have to take care of, say, sick kids or people who are immunocompromised can get benefits. But let me ask you, what about people who are self-employed or people who are independent contractors? Will they be able to access unemployment insurance in Michigan? That's a, it's a real missing piece. Um, and I know that Governor Whitmer and others have called on the president to declare an emergency disaster through FEMA, 
which would actually actually expand coverage for individuals who are 1099, those independent contractors mm-hmm. who otherwise aren't covered by an employment insurance at the state level. What about people who have not been laid off but who have had their hours cut? Are you considering expanding benefits to them? We're definitely considering that. In fact, we have a work share program which helps employers um, who are looking to avoid uh, layoffs that we would actually subsidize their payroll when they cut back on individual hours for employees. So that's uh, we've waived some of the rules for that. We've expanded it greatly, and we've had a huge amount of interest here in the state of Michigan. Were you at the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity during the recession? No, I was actually working in Congress. Um, so I, I was at a working for John Dingell, um, who was helping, I think, uh, do a lot with the auto industry and making sure that there was um, uh, really jobs to come back to after the recession. Um, and so I witnessed it for, on the first hand on the front lines right. of Capitol Hill. Well, being in public service then versus now, I mean, how different does it feel now? Well, it definitely feels similar. Um, I think the difference here is of course, that was an economic crisis. This is both an economic crisis and a public health crisis. Uh, and so I think the dynamic is a bit different. Um, but I can tell you, you know, my team is energetic here. You know, as public service, we're, we're really uh, trying to run towards the, the sound of the guns, right, towards the crisis at hand. Uh, and I think everyone has a commitment to making sure that we get support to the people of Michigan uh, when they need it. Well, I wish you and your team the best of luck. Jeff Donofrio is the director of Michigan's Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. To fight the spread of the coronavirus, Governor Gavin Newsom has instructed Californians 65 and older to isolate themselves at home. But what about the 20 percent of Californians in that age group who still have a job? Many older workers are now facing a very tough choice. Should they follow public health orders or keep working to make ends meet? KPCC reporter David Wagner has been covering what the coronavirus means for older workers. David, uh, thanks for joining us. Good to be here, eh? Now, remind us, what exactly is the state of California telling people 65 and up to do right now? Well, the governor has made it pretty clear that anyone 65 and older should stay at home and not leave the house unless it's absolutely necessary. And right now, that seems like pretty solid advice for all age groups. Officials say social distancing is going to help slow the spread of the virus no matter how old you are. But the governor did single out seniors because they're the ones most likely to fall seriously ill if they get the coronavirus. Now, it's one thing to tell retirees who have people taking care of them to stay home. But what about seniors who still have to support themselves? Exactly. So that's where this is going to get tricky. Um, You might think it would be easier for people 65 and older to stay home, but actually one in five Californians in that age group still has a job. Some might not be able to work from home and some might need to keep working to get that income. What do we know about these older workers? Why are they still working? Well, we know that the percentage of seniors in the workforce has been rising in California over the last decade, and we know that many keep working because they can't afford retirement. Some keep working because it does have some benefits. You know, you get more social interaction at work, you you get more mental engagement. But in a fast-moving public health crisis like the one we're dealing with right now, the fact that we have so many seniors in the workplace could also expose some of the most vulnerable people to infection. USC gerontology professor Kate Wilbur says, on the one hand, public health officials are telling older folks to stay home. But on the other hand, their employers may be telling them to keep coming to work. There's lots of uncertainty and there are definitely mixed messages. How do we ensure that people that are pretty much on the margin economically are safe? 
Wilbur says this is going to be especially hard on low-wage workers who can't survive on Social Security and those in the gig economy who can't tap into unemployment benefits. Were you able to ask any older workers how they're approaching the situation? Yeah, one person I talked to is Barbara Lockridge. She's 67. She lives in Koreatown. And until recently, she was working as a crossing guard for the city of L.A. But she says when schools shut down last week... They called me and told me, listen, you're going to finish up the afternoon, but the schools are closing and we're going to have to lay you off. I'm so sorry. Now she's leaning into her other job, doing deliveries through Postmates. Is it a good idea for her to keep driving all over town, making deliveries right now, getting into contact maybe with some people? Well, Lockridge says she does know that she's at higher risk of life-threatening illness if she contracts the virus due to her age and the fact that she's had chemotherapy in the past. But she says she really doesn't have a choice. She needs to keep working. She lives alone, and without the income, she says she couldn't afford her rent. But is she taking any precautions to avoid getting sick? She plans to wash her hands regularly and keep her distance from others. And when she's doing deliveries for Postmates, she says she's not greeting customers at their doors. I don't interact with too many people. I pick up the package with gloves on. I I drop them off at their front door. I don't talk to anybody. Postmates has said it is setting up a relief fund for workers to help cover the cost of health expenses and sick leave related to the coronavirus. But when I asked them if they were offering any help specifically to their older workers, I didn't get a response. Man, all right. Are employers doing anything to tell older workers to stay home? Yeah, I mean, many are definitely telling their workers, both old and young, to work from home during this time. But some people can't work from home, like 71-year-old Delilah Tibson. She's a housekeeper at the Weston Bonaventure, and she told me she planned to show up for work today because she's still on the schedule. They haven't called me and said, but Delilah, you need to stay at home. But if they did, that sure would stay at home. So some older workers are taking cues from their employers to keep coming in. Tibson says she likes working and she doesn't want to disrupt her daily routine or lose the income she needs to support herself. Yeah, now it it could be a long time before restrictions are lifted. What's the long-term outlook for some of these uh, older workers? Yeah, that's another tough question right now. I mean, workers of all ages are probably on edge during this time. But Paul Irving with the Milken Institute says older workers may be afraid of not just losing their jobs right now, but also not being able to find a new one once things get back to normal. They suffer the risks of ageism in employment and oftentimes in reemployment. So if they leave their jobs, the prospect of being reemployed is that much more challenging for this population, particularly if the financial impacts of the coronavirus lead to recession, as as I think is likely under the circumstances. So bottom line, you know, this virus is a big risk to the health of older people, but it could also impact their finances more severely, too. That's KPCC's David Wagner talking about the coronavirus and what it means for older workers. David, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Context context of white supremacy gusty renegade in for another broadcast hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy today's date friday march 20 2020 so i have been told this is our weekly forum neutralizing workplace racism wow Uh, Most of the time for this broadcast, sometimes for the compensatory call in on Saturdays as well, but certainly for this broadcast, neutralizing workplace racism, I will say this is not a broadcast for spectators. 
That applies exponentially this week. Historic moment uh, on the global plantation of white supremacy racism. (sighs) Wow. We will have much to say uh, as the days and weeks, months unfold about all of this. But uh, wow. Historic number of days uh, this past week uh, with regards to workplace racism, really all areas of people activity, but certainly workplace racism Uh, for this broadcast. uh, It's so many different components in terms of are you still working? Have your hours been reduced? Has the policy and procedure been changed? That's something we talk about all the time on this broadcast. Policy and procedure, policy and procedure, policy and procedure. I suspect many policies and procedures have been amended because these are unprecedented times. So might not be in the policy might not be anything in the policy and procedure for this type of event and you know what to do so that is enormous uh, if you have edits and I mean it could be massive edits to you know sick leave and holiday leave personal leave physical contact uh, meals in the workplace I mean unprecedented times um, so I'll say what I said again This is not a broadcast for spectators. And I think particularly counter-racist perspective, uh, we're in so many different locations. As I said, I'm, you know, looking forward. Uh, We should have had it a long time ago, but getting the Global Sunday talk on racism back uh, just because there are cows listeners in so many different locations to hear what are they seeing? What's the response? You know, how are people taking it seriously? Even that, if I could get one second to deviate, I'd heard a number of folks. Uh, they said, you know, black people aren't taking this seriously. Uh, they may have been talking about Gus T because I have not been posting pictures of me with a respirator and how to clean water. I've been posting, you know, food pictures of things I've been cooking, <laughs> vegan treats and things that I've been making in the middle of it. That's still, you know, uh, social distancing because I've been by myself cooking. But I mean, you know. That might not be the best, most uh, prudent thing to do under these circumstances. Anyway, with uh, if I could just my moment of deviation. Learning, paying attention to things that are happening in different parts of the world, the importance of having the Global Sunday talk and hearing from different folks that are different hemisphere, you know, different regions. I'd heard a lot of folks saying that black people weren't taking this seriously. And I said, well, wait a minute. Now, the prime minister of England, Boris Johnson, suspected racist. They aren't even under quarantine. Like you can still if we were in the UK, which some of the cows listeners are Mr. Fox. uh, We could, you know, hey, go to the pub. We don't even have to listen to the cows. We could go, you know, to the bar, get a pint, kick back, relax. You can still do all that stuff over there. They aren't locked down the way they are here. I think they the schools aren't locked down. He said, we're not doing all that, you know, zaniness. They got protocol. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to wash my hands. I got hand sanitizer back down. But yeah, they didn't do all that. So, I mean, is England not? I haven't heard anybody say that. Is England not taking this seriously? Is the United Kingdom not taking this seriously? Like, 
so quick to, to make those accusations. Black people aren't taking Back to workplace racism. We'll get that in tomorrow. Back to workplace uh, racism. Uh, no spectating. Get to a quiet area. Use your mute button. Unmute. But I mean, this is unprecedented. This is uh, unless this is our global coup de gras, and we don't survive this one. Uh, your children, your grandchildren, when they are studying uh, about this event. Uh, they'll probably have all kinds of virtual things so they can go back and see a lot of it and experience it. But yeah, they'll probably come in. And, you know, what were you doing? Like, wow, you live through that. You have to stay in the house for, you know, who knows, months, weeks, whatever it is. And brawl over toilet paper. My God, I can't believe it. What were you doing? So, hey, boop, audio archive. I did uh, participate and share about my workplace situation and. You know, we all had to have holsters of hand sanitizer or we weren't working at all. We had to uh, work from home or, you know, whatever it is and social distancing. You can explain all of that and have uh, a little audio keepsake uh, of not only you, but other your contemporaries and, you know, what they observed, what their experience was during all of this. And from the counter racist perspective, has it made you adjust your counter racist code? That was absolutely something that I thought was important. In my opinion, if you have a solid counter racist code, when emergencies come up, things that are beyond what you would expect in your work environment during a normal work day, oddities, extreme examples, when those type of events happen, if you don't have to make too many adjustments to your code, you know, you got something solid. Now, I just looked at some of the general things that we, you know, recommend on this program. Time like this, it might be sound to avoid the potluck dinners. In fact, I think in some workplaces, like I said, that has been nixed. No more of that. Don't bring any of your, you know, gingerbread cookies and meatloaf and pasta left. Ah, leave all that out. We got to got to cancel the petition uh, to make the nigger custodial worker eat the brownies and eh, stop all that. In fact, don't you ever bring another brownie in this workplace. Everybody eat your own food. Might be that your code is OK if that is your normal code of business anyway what they call social distancing. I'm not hanging out at the water cooler every five minutes. I'm not hanging out at the microwave oven. I'm not hanging out when it's pizza day next to the box, next to the slices. Chatted up with everybody. I'm passing out the Parmesan cheese and uh, red crushed peppers. Do all that. Talking about workplace things. Other than that, I'm at my workstation doing my work. Social distancing now they call it. Not into all the extracurricular, chatted up, chatted up, chatted up, hanging out and all that stuff. I'm not going to the bar, closed now anyway. Solid things that you want to be doing anyway. I guess washing your hands, that would be there, be there anyway. Paying attention to policy and procedure, my goodness, it's probably been amended in so many places. You've, you've got to uh, be abreast of all the changes. And like I said, sick leave and paid sick leave. And do you get it? And, you know, all the rest of it. Do you have a workplace where there's physical touching? Yoga studio. Other folks, you know, if you work in a gym environment, if you're a healthcare practitioner, my goodness, you got a whole new manual 
I know we got healthcare workers. If you work in a school, I suspect you got a whole new manual. Physical contact. How close do you get? Oh, oh my gosh. Historic times. The number 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Educators, get to that immediately. Number again, 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Educators, we certainly should not have educators sitting on the phone mute mum silent social distancing everybody should be excited elated to talk a little bit educators are you even working did they close the school did they end the school year I know that has happened in some places where they just forget it you know we're done uh, are you going to be back is it a timetable you're going to be back in two weeks a month two months uh, substitute tea. I mean, wow. Whole different world uh, with so-called uh, the Chinese virus, Wuhan disease. Mm. Uh, we have people who wrote in uh, and they began to talk about how this is impacting their workplace. If you are not able to dial in and you still want to make sure that you're not spectating, you can email until justice at gmail.com until justice at gmail dot com drop an email and we can read your commentary uh, anonymously if you have comments or suggestions on uh, what's been shared you have your own thoughts uh, feel free until justice at gmail.com I will be mindful of email as we are rolling uh, speaking of which uh, we had folks uh, who emailed earlier in the week make sure I get that in let's see first email up I work for a federal agency within a federal building within the department there are several offices that have leaders however over the entire department is an alleged neurosurgeon that should make one decision for all employees during this crisis I'm still waiting Ah! I made a decision last week, Friday, that I will not be reporting to work due to the coronavirus. The county where the federal building is located has closed all public buildings. Still no decision. That is exactly what I was going to say about educators. But before I move on, much obliged person who wrote this in. uh, That's what I say all the time about taking your personal safety. That is, you have to be the person who is most concerned about that. And I mean like feverish, there's that word again, feverishly concerned about your personal safety at all times in the workplace because they do not care about Negros. In fact, they mistreat and abuse a lot of white people in the workplace. So they certainly do not care about Negro employees in any field. So this would apply Corona or no. Uh, If you have come to the conclusion, you've done your research this indeed could be our coup de gras. Folks are not taking it serious. Boris Johnson, everybody, they're not taking it serious. And I'm going to come up with my own code to make sure that I'm safe in the workplace. And if that includes, hey, these folks are clowning around. They're not being decisive. These are medical officials. 
and they're not even being decisive about this. They're not even making a policy that, hey, we take this seriously. We take your safety seriously. This is going to be the policy. We're closing things down, blah, 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 whatever it's going to be to make sure that everybody. And they're just twiddling it. Mm. Starbucks still open? Uber Eats? We good? Mm? All right. What are you doing? If you see that sort of thing, hey, it would not surprise me at all. If you see that type of thing happening, take your safety into your own hands. That's mandatory. COVID or no. So, bravo. What? And this is the same thing where people are not being decisive. Uh, about a policy I said for educators even if we were just talking about uh, the United States but it can be educators globally but just talking about the US for now I said they have Betsy uh, DeVos uh, Secretary of Education suspected racist white woman they have Surgeon General they have the Center for Disease Control CDC you could have these three branches one member of those branches all of them they could just come out and say hey we got standardized tests uh in the land uh for public schools receiving federal money k through 12 this is what it's going to be children are important we're shutting it down how is it that you have such a a hodgepodge of policy Uh, i said this the other day we're in texas it's kind of eh depends on which county you're in what the policy is going to be, how long they're closed, that sort of thing. Uh, in the land of the coon man, Virginia, he just got to decide unilaterally. All the schools are closed. How can that be that it switches? Uh, I mean, if you're in Texas, Texas, like I said, you can be within the state, depending on which county you is. They have different policies. And then from Texas to Louisiana, I believe all the schools are closed in Louisiana. How can that be? Where it's that different? You got people that live right next to each other in Texas and Louisiana, and they got totally different policies for their children uh, about how they're dealing with this response. How can that be? Is that people talk about black people not taking it seriously? Is that an example of white people not taking it seriously? Why don't you have a uniform policy for your children? Federal policy. Maybe I'm being ignorant. Might might be. Maybe they can't agree on that sort of thing. Anywho, uh, well, I get in one more email. I'll get in one more email. Get in one more email. See. Be from Canada. Global system of white supremacy, racism, global pandemic. She writes in provided is a submission of my report. I may not be able to call into the program in time, but will make an effort to do so when possible. The coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, also known as the Chinese virus continues to flourish in the province of Ontario, so much so that the province is second highest in terms of citizens affected. The number is at 257 at time at the time of this email, uh, which was earlier this morning. Uh, The province is under a state of emergency. As a result, governments across all levels have encouraged social distancing where citizens are advised not to be in crowds of more than 50 persons. Note it is a curbing of citizens' rights to assemble in public places, but I digress. That is important. The practice hand-washing of 20 seconds each hand is held as standard practice and non-essential workers and companies are encouraged to shut down and stay home. There's not much talk in terms of compensation for those not affected by the virus. However, those who are infected by the virus can get fast-tracked onto employment insurance where they where the delay in benefits has been reduced from two weeks to one week. The benefits last 14 to 16 weeks. As of this email, it is anticipated that these measures may extend 
extend to months rather than weeks. This Saturday, Canadian borders to U.S. will shut down. I thought it was already closed. Hopefully, the retreat will not be affected, but be prepared if it is. Though Those outside of Canada currently who are not infected with the virus but has another ailment must produce a medical certificate or will not be able to board a plane and fly back to the country. I could see all kinds of travel restrictions. They were talking about people. uh, These were U.S. citizens who had flown, let's say, Peru. They went to Peru stuck. Don't know when they can come back. Continuing. Those coming from other countries that too are affected by COVID-19 may endure further complications. Those not infected may be able to fly back. However, I have a friend in the Caribbean right now who is experiencing trouble getting a flight back to Canada. Not surprised. At the plantation, there is a white female who is currently ill, but is uncertain if due to COVID-19 virus. Why in the hell hasn't she been quarantined? See, that type of thing, too, would have me upset. Like, if this is really serious worldwide, anybody comes in and you're... Uh, morning. Like, whoa, what? Uh, get out of here, man. What are you doing? Like you're trying to kill us all. Like, how can you come to work and just be hanging out and you got the sniffles and like, get the hell out of here. What is Woo. continuing? Let's see. Made me lose my place in the re. Okay. Uh, at the plantation, there is a white female who is currently ill, but is uncertain if it's due to COVID-19 virus. The manager and other staff are aware, but they still allow her to work. I think that I think it is selfish and just not good practice to allow her to continue working. They are click-ish and protect their own. Lesson learned discretion in the hands of those knowing the circumstances and not caring for the consequences is dangerous. This is why I said you have to take your... Um, personal safety you have to be the primary person because i mean they could have a situation where she's your uh desk mate or something you all share like the same cubicle area or what have you and you're supposed to hang out with her for 40 hours a week and you know every five seconds she's oh hey b <laughs> sorry got any more of those crackers like what the hell? oh my god you're gonna kill us all Get... <laughs> working from home let's see my plans for escape from this plantation have been effectively delayed. That's the whole world. There were a couple of interviews that I was scheduled for that have now been canceled. Of course, I am patiently biding for time as the position I am in is considered essential at the moment. In a twisted way, the position I am in is currently enabling me to put food on the table. I still watch my back to keep safe and avoid further mistreatment. Amid the situation, I am still working on my plan to get out at the earliest convenience from the words of my offspring stay informed boost up your health and stay safe wishing safety and health to you callers listeners and your family and friends be in toronto wild uh if anybody is in a work situation where people are there, we did. Matter of fact, we had a cow's lister. There was a cow's lister. She wrote me and said uh, that in her work environment, uh, there were people. I think she said people. It wasn't one person. There were people doing exactly that. Every five seconds, sneeze here, sneeze there, sniffle here. Like what the hell? Like uh, <sighs> take your safety seriously. 
you have to be the person uh, who is most concerned about your safety in the workplace under any conditions, whether it was this uh, Corona related or not, you have to be the one that takes that seriously. So yeah, I would just, Hey, you, it's racks of information worldwide. I wouldn't care where you reside that that sort of thing is totally unsafe totally irresponsible uh, subversive activity as Mr. Fuller said in this context even Uh, and in fact in some parts of the world that's a fine for that sort of behavior you're supposed to be at home like get out of here you know get out of here maybe all of us they might have to quarantine the whole building right fumigate the place Uh, the email until justice at gmail.com the number 605-313-5100 Six four the code five six four nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate for the retreat of course system of white supremacy the time we have the best organized planned meaning at least you know done way in advance no waiting around till the last minute trying to rush and get things together everything planned way early would be the time we would have a global pandemic that threatens humankind of course I said this yesterday I would get my passport for the first time in my life and they would close the border the US Canadian border is closed if the retreat was this month we would not be going have to see if white people reopen the border. Uh, the one good thing about us being so far in advance that we actually have months to see what happens. Uh, our president said if we can get a hold of the Chinese virus, the next 30 days are critical. So we'll have to see. Uh, take it a day at a time. That's about, I think, as best as anybody can do uh, right now. Things have seem to change so rapidly from hour to hour uh, at some moments is take it a day at a time and uh, make an assessment about this time next month and see where we are, see how everyone is doing. If everybody's healthy and wants to travel so much has changed so quickly. We'll just have to see where it stands. Uh, People might, if we are able to travel, people might be in need of a little relaxation and yoga, eating some healthy food, but just have to make an assessment as the days go by. Number again is 605-313-5164. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Again, this is not, this is not a broadcast for spectators. What has been the impact what has even been the counter racist impact? Because I know it's been a lot of racist jokes. So if you're still having to be on the plantation and it's just business as usual, well, then <laughs> no problem. We can just get to, you know, what are the normal racist antics? Are they putting things in your coffee? Did they put your water on the floor? <laughs> are they sneaking up on you and giving you a hug even under these circumstances? Like, yeah, if it's business as usual, then it's neutralizing workplace racism as usual. Uh, we will get the phone line, star six one, if you have thoughts observations either your own situation or if you have thoughts on uh any of the folks who emailed in see if i can get my way to the switchboard here (laughs) 
Alrighty, first few folks who dialed in with a hand up. Proceed. Um, good, e- good evening. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I heard both of you. We'll get our Hello. female caller first. Oh, my apologies. Um, I'll, I think I'll be quick. Um, I have generally, I have generally been a spectator, um, but I did call in last week, and um, I started tuning in in 2016, which was another tumultuous time. I think that um, when times like this occur, a lot of people are trying to, you know, find um, avenues where they can hear something that sounds like sanity, and that's what uh, workplace racism and and um, compensatory pollen has been. Um, I usually listen through YouTube, through Mr. Fox's posts, um, and I hadn't always agreed with everything that I hear all the time, and sometimes I would tune out, but over the years, I've come to um, realize that there's few other constructive programs where, you know, you as the host as well as the callers consistently share so many valuable things. Um, As I've learned more about VGQ and what it means to be a universal person and things like that, I really, I really think it's helped me, um, you know, on the on the job as well as in my personal life. Um, So what I was calling to talk about quickly is that um, one thing that I didn't do, (laughs) and I was just thinking, wow, they always say on that program to do this, and I didn't do it. Here's my slap on the wrist to myself. Um, the building sent out an email. We've been inundated with all kinds of mixed messages. Everything seems very chaotic, just like at the national level, at the local level, at the job level. Everything seems very chaotic. People seem like they're trying to figure things out. And we received a, a, an email um, saying that the building was going to be open for a very brief period of time to come get our things. Anything that was left in any refrigerators would be thrown out. Um, so come get anything that's of value because the building is going to be closed. Um, at first, it said for an indefinite period of time. We've since received clarification. So I went, and I was like, well, what do I really need? I don't have much there at all. But um, I do have a very small refrigerator. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, in times right now where everybody's like trying to stock up, I need that refrigerator at home. And... They they always say on the program, don't have a lot of per- the items there because if you end up needing to leave for any reason, you don't want to have to be lugging down a lot of stuff. And I, I did have to um, bring my son with me to try to assist me with getting this. It's a small refrigerator, but still, it's something that I would want to retrieve because it costs a little bit of money, and I wouldn't want to just leave that there should they tell us, oh, the building's closed permanently, forever. So I was I just was thinking on my way, I was like, wow, if I had listened and left my things that are, you know, important or valuable, don't have too many things there, um, I wouldn't be dealing with this. I'd have my refrigerator at home already, ready to stock up. Um, and then the other thing, a minor thing, um, as I was coming in, I do have a, um, a hanging tag on my, my review that I'm an employee of this building, and there was a security person at the gate, and um, they, they let two other cars through, no problem. I didn't see the race of those people, although one of the persons I, I recognized as a Hispanic female coworker, but I didn't see her get out of the car. Um, but he, those two people went through. When it was my turn, whoa, 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 what's going on? What are you doing? And I, I pointed to the hanging tag thinking that would be enough, 
that wasn't enough. I had to roll down my window, and I just kept thinking, <laughs> just be calm. You, you cannot expect just because you have the, death, you know, the thing that you're supposed to have that you're going to be treated the way you're supposed to be treated, just stay calm. So I did stay calm, and I just explained what should have been obvious. I pointed to the tag again. I said, I work here. They sent out an email. I'm just here to retrieve something, and I'll be gone quickly. And he goes, Okay. And I was able to get through. I don't know if it's because I was calm. I don't know. But that was one minor thing that I wanted to share. And that was it. I wanted to keep it brief. I'm afraid if I talk too much about what was going on, I'll be rambling because there's been a lot going on. So I'll just leave it at that. And um, thank you for uh, letting me. Oh, I'm sorry. One other thing I did want to say. I don't know if I mentioned already that how all, this, all of the other things that the callers share, in addition to what you do as the host, um, it's just so valuable listening to, like, retired firefighter share his perspective as having made it through to the point of being able to retire and still being, you know, active and listening to the caller from the courthouse and all the things he's going through. Be from Toronto, as you just read. Um, all these different callers who call in and share their experiences, it's just a reminder, like, even when you think you know <laughs> and you think you're doing these things, the consistent reminder to have a code and to continue to look for ways to refine it is just so valuable because now that it's this very stressful time, I'm just thinking, okay, breathe and, um, you know, you know, be calm and, you know, do, you know, do yoga, do things that will help keep you occupied so you're not feeling anxious and all of those things. I probably know some of them, but having that consistent reminder is just, so constructive because it's very easy to be distracted and that consistent reminder is useful and um, that's it thank you for letting me share mm. that's one of my favorite words consistent I uh, had a co-worker uh, in, in the great city of Atlanta uh, he used to say that's one of the highest compliments that you can give someone to say that they are consistent very in fact the legend, the grandcester. We read uh, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Dr. Maya Angelou, 2014. Uh, she said the most important virtue is consistency. Without consistency, the rest of the virtues, strength, courage, whatever else you think, they are not valuable unless you practice them consistently very important but I have heard that consistently from listeners who will say in fact I even heard that from folks at the retreat that man when I first started listening it's like who is this coon why do they let him on the air why are you all even listening or I did agree with that coon for a while but man he went off the deep end and I just cannot listen anymore I'm done with that foolishness and they'll say that after a while something will happen Man, eh, maybe they did have some constructive points. Mm. I've heard that a number of times from folks who listen in the states and beyond. Uh, with the refrigerator situation, I, we certainly have myself and and many other folks have said, "Hey, keep it real minimal uh, in the workplace. Only have things that you need to perform your workplace duties, uh, essentials. Nothing extra. This is not your." personal space uh, that you're decorating they allow you to hang out here they can revoke it as you see got to hey 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 where are you going slow down what are you doing here got it my decal I got my bag hey, hey, hey. watch that lip 
Watch your attitude. Kind of especially nowadays, like, man, that could be grounds for, you know, shooting somebody or tasing somebody. You look like you're rolling up too fast on a place and it's closed down or whatever, like, man. But I think having a refrigerator, I just I would have never thought like, yeah, I'm going to have my own personal refrigerator at my office or desk area. I was would have never thought of that. But, yeah, if uh, if you if you have your own space, if you have the space, absolutely, that would be much better than having to share a refrigerator space with coworkers. We've talked about that for years. Uh, I know I have because I've experienced that personally where they steal your food, uh, play with your food. We had the caller in uh, the courthouse in Florida where he had his water and they put his water on the floor, like just tons of that. So that's intelligent. If you have the means and you have the space uh, and they allow you to have a refrigerator at your workspace, bravo. And that is something that I would want to retrieve because I could see them stealing that. I thought you were going to say that you went to get it back and they had stolen it uh, or something. So, yeah, that I'm glad you were able to get it back. I'm glad your son was able to help. Uh, and I'm not surprised uh, that it was some tackiness uh, for you accessing the facility. That sort of thing happens all the time. Uh, Chinese virus or no, uh, a decade ago, nobody had even heard of Wuhan. Cynthia McKinney, a six-time congresswoman, had the same thing. Uh, where she was going, hey, 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 where's your badge? We, we don't just allow niggers to run in here. What are you doing here? I'm a six-time member of Congress. What is going on? Where's your badge? Let me see your papers. Keep you running for those papers. It, it, it almost feels like the the chaos is like enjoyable to some people that they get the opportunity to do things that they might like to harass in a more blatant way that was because i know that security person i've seen them before mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know all of a sudden it was what are you what are you doing here why are you here now but okay oh yeah oh yeah i said that i think a few days back racists they thrive in these type of situations when with the word that you keep hearing a whole lot that I hear a whole lot chaos confusion they thrive right generally because they are the ones generating the confusion <laughs> like yes they thrive but they love it they love it when you have people that are aggressive and they are about mistreatment they are about this oh yeah this is spectacular even the uh, the metaphor that was used uh, in Michigan from what was it representative Galafino he said uh, you have some people we run to the guns talking about their response to the coronavirus I said what a metaphor <laughs> like what in the world it's not we run to help there's some they, they see an accident or someone in need and we run to the accident we see an injury and we run to help that person no we run to the gunfire yes love it ah even that and that's the metaphors the way that they've been talking that this is warfare we have an enemy we have a combatant that we need to face down. Battle. Love it. John Patton told people, or not John Patton, but we told people about Patton. Great movie. If you want to binge watch, that is a great one to binge watch because it's long too. I bet it's on Netflix. Patton. I think that was Henry in Chicago if my audio is not bad. Did you speak up simultaneously? Uh, yes. Can I be heard? Yes. Audio is good. Yes, sir. Thank you for your patience. All right. Uh, greetings, Gus, and greetings to all the callers and listeners. Um, just uh, just to add, um, about 20 years ago, I survived a layoff at a company I was working for. And I saw the number of people who were walking out of the you know place with boxes and 
all kind of stuff and refrigerators. And I adopted that code 20 years ago when I told myself, uh, I think I'm going to take all of my stuff. And when I leave every day from work, I will be leaving like I won't be coming back. So every time I leave work, uh, if they happen to fire me, you know, over the phone or whatever tacky way that they do it, then I don't have to come back and pick anything up. So I never have anything personal that I want at my desk. No pictures, no nothing. Uh, whatever I have there, they can have. Uh, and I won't miss it at all. So it was a code I adopted years ago. Uh, but uh, in regards to the, uh, the schools, uh, I work for a public school in the suburb of Chicago, not as a teacher, but uh, as, as one of the technology people. I'm responsible for the technology in the district, um, me and a couple of other people. Uh, but the district that I work for, uh, they, have a, uh, they have a date of possible return uh, as April 6th. Chicago Public Schools has a possible return date of April 20th, and Indiana, uh, the Indiana School District, which is right next door to us, uh, or the, Indi the state of Indiana, they, tell, they told their students and teachers that they don't come back until May 1st. So I know what you're talking about uh, when you're saying that this is not a uniform type of thing, because like I said, my school district says May, May uh, April April 6th and CPS, which is right next door to us, April 20th, and then May 1st in the other state. So, you know, there's, there's no uniformity of, of when, <laughs> when these dates uh, of return are possible. But also, too, <clears throat> in my job, uh, I work under a white woman uh, who, is a, who is, you know, the, the head of uh, the technology department in, my, in, the, in the district that I work in. And she, for the last three months, has been coughing up a storm. And it is just like a metaphor. And it is just, it was just irritating. I mean, you know, I, I never wanted to go into our office because of the fact that she's always coughing. And, 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 and it was just like uh, some of the other people were, you know, asking her, well, why don't you go to the doctor? And she says that she hasn't seen the doctor in, in, in two years. And so everybody kind of knew, and, you know, she's an older white lady and, you know, she has health problems, but she's over here coughing all over the place, you know, giving us what, you know, she probably has, trying to give us what she probably has. So I always made it a, a thing to stay away from her office. And when she needed me, I would stand right at her door and ask her, yes, what do you, what do you need? Because <laughs> I'm not walking in there. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping, I'm very much hoping that when this is over and when we get back, that there is a policy that, you know, if you're coughing like that, you need to go home or you need to go see a doctor to see what's going on. One of the things too is that, uh, from somebody that is close to her, she kind of thinks that, you know, she's the most important person, you know, in the district. Well, you know, uh, I know in the system of white supremacy, there is a hierarchy uh, because there are more important white people than you are. So, but she tends to think that she is in that echelon of white people uh, that's the most important. But, 
you know, that's another story. But yes, I, I, I do want a policy where if you're coughing every five minutes and especially coughing hard and loud where her office, her office is, 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 uh, is, is about, yeah, about say about six feet from where I sit at and I can hear her clearly when she's coughing. So Yes, I, we need to implement a policy where if you're coughing that loud and every five minutes you need to go home. So uh, that's all I have right now in my life. Man. Much obliged. Our narrator, dutiful narrator uh, for the book club uh, currently getting us through uh, Dr. Sylvia Hood Washington's Packing them in environmental racism uh, in the state of Illinois. Um, I'm so sorry you have to deal with that uh, contaminated office environment. For the folks who've been reporting this, like I said, it was we had cows listeners who were saying the same thing that they were experiencing this in terms of having coworkers who were coming in sneezing and coughing, sniffling all the rest of it, uh, and no big nobody was coming. Hey, we got to go home, man. Self quarantine, or no, nobody was uh, doing any of that. It was just business as usual, you know, no big deal. Um, take your safety into your own hands. Absolutely, it would be super social distancing, and I would even have to think about saying something. I mean, this this is historic. They've closed borders around the world. Stop flights. People who said they don't remember it being this bad at 9-11. Like, hey, uh, we have a pandemic. Do you hear that coughing from down the hall? Isn't that the type of thing that's supposed to be corny? You can still, hey, what we, what we say all the time on the front, you can stay in the question lane. Question lane. Question lane. I would just ask, or at least I would be thinking about that. Like, man, uh, my health and safety is important and if this is an academic setting there could be younger people here plus you said this is an older white woman like they've played that audio segment they just said the older people like hey you all are the ones are at risk man if you were hacking and coughing up a lung like months in advance like your immune system is already compromised you're the very folks that you know could be at risk for biting the dust on this one or trans infecting the rest of this might be patient zero you said she's been coughing for a few this whole thing didn't even start in wuhan it's the chicago virus it started right there this woman infected everybody uh but i would seriously think about you know saying something and i could you could put that in the question lane do we have a pandemic happening have they advised people that are exhibiting symptoms to stay at home? Self-quarantine, they call. Hasn't that been recommended? Like what? And now if it was me, if it was any of our folks that are listening in, now imagine black person. They come on the job. Every five seconds. That's what they're in. coughing and all the rest. Of, may imagine. You think they're going to let you just hang out? <laughs> oh, no. Everything is cool. You're doing all right. Okay. All right. Bought you some chicken. Make you feel like, no, I don't think it's going to happen that way at all. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think so. Maybe you get home. You can go home with uh, sick. Pay. I guess folks can let us know if there have been non-white people, black people in particular, if they've been on your job coughing and sneezing and all the rest of it and nobody had a problem with that. Let me know. Maybe I'm miscalculating here. Uh, number again, 605-313-5164. The code 
pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Uh, other folks? May I be heard? Yes, sir. Uh, yes, greetings, Gus. Greetings Your volume is um, quite low. If you could speak up or get closer to the receiver or both, maybe. Yes. Is that better? That's an improvement. All right. Um, yes, greetings, callers, listeners, and um, greetings, Gus, and thank you again for the platform. Um, just it's It's been a very interesting um, week in general. Um, it's been an interesting couple months, but this, this situation with this virus has caused um, a lot of um, craziness. And I say that, I mean, um, it has, has brought out um, people that, there are people that are looking for safety and actually looking to make sure that their loved ones and family are okay. And then there's another side that is kind of infused and a little bit uh, sparked by it, and uh, they they enjoy the chaos to some degree. And, and I have taken notice of it and tried to stay away from that energy, even if they're non-white. You know, I, you know it's not a situation you could debate people and get them to uh, do what's constructive or, or calm down, so to speak. Uh, that being said, at my job, I just got a, a meeting today, a mandatory one, stating that we would have to come in at least once during the week um and i'm located in the literally the worst place in america right now which is new york city um and i work downtown brooklyn downtown manhattan like wall street so they're telling us that i'm a technology person in the in the, in the business that we have to come in to um ensure that the executives and everybody else is up and running and there are no issues um I'm not really, obviously, I'm not thrilled about it at all. Oh, are you still there, sir? Hello, hello, hello. Are you still there? Not here. I guess, uh, uh, Henry in Chicago, any of our other folks, I'm still being heard. It's not just me. Did you all, did we lose our caller in New York? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Much obliged, ma'am. Much obliged. Uh, caller in New York. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, let's see. Are you still there? Not hearing you. Are you still there? Caller in New York. Are you still there? We may have lost you. If you can hear us, we're not able to hear you. Your audio cut out somewhere. Uh, you were saying you have they were requiring you all to show up for work to make sure the executives and what probably powerful white people to make sure that their equipment is working uh, without difficulties. Uh, and then you're it was obviously you're not happy about this and the audio went out. So if you want to hang up, call back in uh, to finish up. But we cannot hear you. So, yes, hang up dial back in. I'll look out for you on the switchboard. In the meantime. Uh, other folks, if we have missed you totally, uh, if you have a hand up, if you have commentary to share, proceed. Hello, may I be heard? Yes, sir. Um, greetings, everyone. Um, I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, 
the main concern I have as far as like with the place where I, where I work at is transparency. You know, I think that um, last night I work a night shift and this is a very small shift. It's only like four people that work the shift. But for the first and the second shift of the job, it's like maybe a hundred employees. And um, as we was leaving this morning to um, to go home, some of the morning shift people came. I mean, some of the first shift people came and was telling us, "Hey, it's a couple of um, people are that have, that's going to get tested for the, the coronavirus." Um, today and um we're not sure you know if they 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 was kind of frightened like okay if they do get tested positive with the management you know give us the heads up like hey you know where they want to shut down the the warehouse i work at it's a pretty vital warehouse in the in the company it's a pretty big company and uh our our branch is basically like the lifeblood of the company so it never shuts down. But the odd thing about it is, I think um, maybe like 2018, I think it was like, a, it was, I think they were saying it was about, this, it was going to snow real bad here in Atlanta. And so management gave us like three days off. It come, come, come around and it didn't even snow. It's like, it was like a false alarm, but they gave us the three days off. Now we got this global pandemic going on and we're still, you know, business as usual coming into work every day and the hours haven't changed. So they basically just put up some, um, you know, some signs saying, wash your hands, you know, don't touch your eyes. If you're sick, stay home. But for the most part, it's just like business as usual. Even like, um, far as like in the news I've been watching now in the local news and still people going out to clubs and uh, shootouts at clubs and shootouts at the mall. They had a, I think a, a nine white person got killed in uh, Atlanta's mall like three days ago. And uh, I'm just shocked. Like Atlanta is not really, uh, like you said, there's no, no kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's no consistency about anything that's going on right now. It's a whole bunch of confusion. And um, I guess it's like the email said, I think it was V from Toronto, like, will, they, will my company, the main concern I have, will my company have enough transparency to tell its employees, hey, you might want to get tested. We had a couple of people that, you know, like, um, came down with the coronavirus, and um, that's basically all I have to say. Thank you. Woo, man. I was sitting, uh, much obliged. Thank you so much for uh, dialing in the share, sir. I was listening, and I forgot, because you said at the beginning that you were calling in from Atlanta and proceeded with your what's happening in your work and that's what i mean when people come out because they will make these blanket statements and say black people aren't taking this seriously <laughs> in comparison to what like man boris john you have an entire country they are not locked down they are in the middle of europe they are not locked down they have not closed the schools said we're not doing all that 
anyway, so you start at the beginning in Atlanta, talking about your workplace situation after you got about halfway through. And I had kind of forgotten that you'd said, oh, yeah, calling from Atlanta when you were talking about like it, it just seemed chaos and, and confusion, no consistency. People are still going to the clubs and blah, blah, blah. And I said, where in the hell is he calling from that the mall is even open? Like all the malls are closed like that stuff wouldn't even be possible uh, to do to go to the mall or to go to the club. Like where do you live exactly? I said, oh, Atlanta. That's oh, my God. Woo, I had already ridiculed them. Man, as someone who has lived in Atlanta, I am so thankful I am not there in the middle of all of this. And I also mentioned the CDC. Their headquarters is in Atlanta. I am so thankful. I did. And how can you have confusion in Atlanta? The CDC is right there. That should be one place where, hey, we are not going to be confused about this. We are all going to walk 10 blocks down Peachtree. We're going to get to the CDC. Give us the update. What's good? No. We're at Lennox Mall. Because he got. Hello? Okay, am I being heard? Am I being heard? Yep. Oh, okay, just making sure. Yeah. yeah. We're at Lennox Mall yeah. and all the rest of it uh, with confusion. Standard operating procedure for a city with a high population of black people uh, where you would just have the standard chaos. Usual suspects are to blame for that as well. Racist man, racist woman racist child but absolutely so thankful not in Atlanta not in Atlanta that transparency though is so important Uh, and that's why I say consistently take your safety serious Uh, anytime even if it wasn't COVID that would be the same thing take your safety seriously if he said they got people that man uh, Robert had to go get tested he might have you know COVID-19 like what in some places that alone has been caused to quarantine everybody who may have had contact with Robert everybody whole building is shut down you your family everybody's under quarantine for the next whatever you know weeks however long till we can test everybody and make sure you all aren't going out and infecting everybody else and all the rest of how is it oh yeah you might have went to go get tested for corona uh anyway uh I sure do hope the Hawks get to come back to finish the season out boy that Trey Young is something like what the hell what are you talking about like confusion in these times i can only say take take your personal health and safety seriously i would have quite that's the same thing that we say all the time that's what consistent the same thing that i would always say i would have questions at the ready like man are we in a pandemic? Make sure maybe that's just on my television. Maybe that's I just got stuck on some goofy Netflix special. But if it is a pandemic and the border is shut down and all the rest, like, man, is that reflected in our work environment? We got someone with mucus running down their face right there. Am I supposed to run and wash my hands every time I see like, come on, come on. Questions. I would definitely encourage folks have questions and to prioritize your safety, man. So thankful I'm not in Atlanta. Uh, other folks uh, who dialed in, if we've missed you totally, uh, if you have a hand up, uh, either comments, observations, questions on what's been presented thus far, or your own situation, proceed. May I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, hello, everyone. This is Red in Ohio. So um, the latest updates with the plantation um, 
this past week, they had announced that they were going to start sending more people home because it is uh, a the area that I work in. It's pretty large, so it's definitely more than 10 people in the area. Um, and so they finally decided to uh, start sending some, some of the groups home, and they're only doing certain departments, um, like a test pilot for work-at-home areas. Um, so I guess it just started, yeah, this past week. And then um, I think it was on Thursday or Friday, they or Thursday or today, it seems like the days are running together, but um, they decided that they were going to increase the work at home, um, pe- people working from home, but they're not going to shut down. Um, we were told that we're actually the plantation that I work for. I didn't know, but it's, I guess it's considered an essential business. So there's no shutting down, which I mean, of course, with everything that's happening with so many layoffs, I am grateful. Um, even actually before you know, everything, before some white people started taking this virus seriously, they were enacting mandatory overtime if your work wasn't finished, but still some people weren't even following that. At least um, I know I actually, I didn't come in for overtime, but um, I did help out with finishing up one white man's work because he just, I don't know if he just called off or he just decided that he wasn't going to stay to finish his work. Um, So there's that, but back to the COVID um, situation. Uh, So, Hopefully, they said they could take up to several weeks for them to get to their 40% of the workforce working from home. Um, but they said that they was going to go based off of your risk factors for contracting the disease, um, not disease, sorry, the virus, uh, then seniority and just a whole bunch of other stuff, which I feel like it's just a basically a fancy way of saying, you know, it's discretion. Um, but they did also say that, uh, they contradicted, or I guess they changed the policy from what I shared last week about um, if, at least like with the people who couldn't find like a babysitter or anything like that because their children were taken out of school because at least in Ohio, uh, the white people, they're taking the virus seriously and they had already shut down all schools. Um, And then that's, I know I keep jumping back and forth, but with the governor, he also he, it seems like there was like kind of like a joke going around the plantation because it's like, okay, what is he going to shut down next? Because he shut down um, schools and restaurants, uh, clubs, bars, and uh, gyms. I think some other stuff this week. Uh, so that was, so last week the plantation said that, uh, or, you know, the overseers, they said that, you, if you had to stay home, it wouldn't count against you. If you can like find somebody to, you know, take care of your offspring, but you would have to use your your PTO or whatever time you had. This week, they said that we're actually going to give you time to where you don't have to use your uh, your vacation time, which I thought was interesting and in and of itself. And I asked a, a white person who had been working for the company for a while. I'm like with all the employees and this was sent out to all the employees, how is this company affording this? And I had to, you know, kind of, she, she had said that, well, you know, they had a good year last year or whatever, 
but I'm like, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's still kind of unfathomable to believe that, you know, white people, they have all types of funds. They can, you know, like what is mentioned all the time on the show, they can fix problems. They just decide not to. Um, so that's, you know, that's a, a good thing. Um, and then right before I left the plantation today, um, one of the, the overseers, they said that they've been hearing whispers that the governor is going to uh, possibly put Ohio in a lockdown. So everything will be closed except for the essential businesses. And so since we are still essential, um, we'll still be expected to come in. And they also added that if we were to happen to get pulled over on our way to the plantation, we just need to show our work badge and everything should be fine. So that's definitely very, um, that caused some anxiety immediately. But uh, that's all I have to share for now. Thank you for allowing me to share. Wow. That is super frightening. My goodness. <laughs> uh, and we just heard the young lady dial in and she said that she went to retrieve her property and I guess some sort of security personnel that fellow that she knows she said she's seen this person before and has spoke to him and everything he knows her and she went she had her decal on her vehicle to go drive to get retrieve her property hey 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 hey, hey. where are you going stop that car shut all that lip up who are you show some identity. like whoa 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 what is going on and they're saying it might come to that might be shutting all this down might have to have your uh, work badge if you get stopped on on the road like wow and is my work ID going to be enough I think I, I just said what happened to Cynthia McKinney like wow is that going to be enough if I'm going in for my shift and I get stopped by I don't know I know they were talking about possibly bringing in the National Guard in some areas an enforcement official like Wow, they have uh, private security, depending on where you are in some neighborhoods. Uh, it wouldn't even be an enforcement official. They have private white people. <laughs> Badge or no, I think it's it often on this program. That element could come into play like, wow. Mm-mm-mm. Extraordinary times. Much obliged, uh, Red in Ohio. Um, those type of changes uh, are important to note where the policy changes where, you know, today it was you got to use your personal time and now we're given time. Excellent point. Always amplify that, that white people have the ability to solve problems. Those whites on a dime came right. We're going to look out for our employees. Pay time off. Here you go. Lots of that been happening. White people looking out for a lot of other white people this week. Make sure you get through this. We're going to stick it. Hey, got your back, man. A lot of that white person, a white person uh, this year week. Glad uh, that you're in a situation where at least it looks like they're uh, going to they got your back. And, you know, you got some some more work and some time off. If if that needs to be the case, I would definitely uh, use it, especially if people are coughing and sniffling. Uh, in the workplace, but this is definitely a time that you want to be abreast of any of those changes, upgrades to policies and procedures, maybe even review the entire policy and procedure, the portions of it that haven't been altered and what have, because it might be some odd loopholes that could be applicable uh, during these days and times. So go back and reread the whole thing uh, just to make sure you haven't missed anything, because sometimes there'll be some little hidden nuggets uh, of something that might now all of a sudden that, you know, means a whole lot more. Uh, number again, 605-313-5164. If 
the code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, Again, this is not by any stretch the broadcast for spectators. So if you have thoughts, observations, comments you would like to share, star 61. See if we can go through and nab all the folks who have dialed in with a hand so far. Let's see. Uh, Are there folks we have missed totally uh, who've dialed in? Folks that we have missed completely. I'm seeing some on the switchboard here. Folks that we have missed totally who have a hand up. Heard Heard both of you. Now be heard. Woo, let's see. Uh, Yikes, it's not even showing the number. Hello? Yes, go ahead, we'll get you. Uh, How you doing, Gus? I'm calling from Ohio also, and I'd like to say hello to all your listeners. Um, I don't know if you guys want to just called in. It just happened to be a coincidence. But anyway, um, I'm calling from the capital city in Columbus. And I work in logistics, and the response for the coronavirus has been, in my point of view, is that absolutely horrible from the workforce in which I work. Um, not getting any gloves, the equipment we need to be prepared to possibly not catch the coronavirus, and we're essential personnel. Um, we can go as far as to say that we had a supervisor hold a, a meeting and say that we're running low on tar- toilet paper. Use it sparingly. Um, so I don't know how business like that could be in a situation to where they run out of things like that. No hand sanitizer. And even if you go out in the community like the Dollar General stores and all that, you have people that aren't making, you know, much money. Without protection, hand glove—I mean, rubber gloves, no face mask—and even when I went to Walmart today, the door greeter just hand gloves, no face mask, and she's coming within six feet of these people coming in and out of the store. It's absolutely horrible. It's pathetic, and that's all I have to say. Thank you. That- that is absolutely absurd. Thank you so much for dialing in, sir. Uh, in Ohio, right there in Ohio with red um, toilet paper. I mean, I don't know. Like, if this is a professional company, how do we not have toilet? And it's not like we're, you know, a month into the crisis. Like, it's been like this. And, you know, it's been a strain. And they got limits on things and all the rest of it. Like, that is not the case. How are we two days into all of this? And, oh, man, we're out of toilet. Like, what? What? You don't have a business Costco card or something where you can go and get a lot of this? It's not like you're just buying toilet paper for one person. Like, wow. That is absolutely disgraceful. Uh, but I, I cannot say that I'm surprised about the... Um, disregard i'd say for the employee like you were talking about the greeters and other folks who are doing labor where they're coming into contact with a lot of people in close proximity uh where sometimes they don't have gloves they don't have masks proper material just you know for their own safety and everybody else's safety you would think which again that point when people say man black people aren't taking this seriously in comparison to who 
Anyway, uh, but I have seen that as well. Uh, people that are uh, working here who, you know, they don't have gloves on or it seems kind of haphazard. Some of them do. Some of them don't. It doesn't seem like it's been uniformly provide masks. Same thing that you said. Um, yeah, I mean, if this is really serious, same thing other people have said about having workers show up and they're coughing and hacking everywhere and they're not quarantined. Like what's, you know, what's really going on here? Let's be serious. Um, wow. There were so many folks who spoke up simultaneously. Uh, people that I guess yielded for the moment. Uh, some of the other folks who spoke up uh, a moment ago, uh, if you have commentary to share, uh, let's let's proceed. Gus, have you heard? Yes, sir. Ah, yes, Gus. Uh, good evening. Uh, greeting, Gus. Uh, I'm calling from California. And uh, it's, been pretty, oh, yeah. it's been it's been really crazy out here, too. What part of California? It's been really, uh, Bakersfield, California. It's oh, okay. been it's been really cra- crazy out here too. People are ignoring the warning and doing whatever they want. And then uh, the uh, I, w- I work for the schools, and you know the kids are out here playing basketball and the uh, the. Uh, the same thing happened in Italy where they didn't uh, follow the warnings with these kids and they went and infect everybody, you know. So uh, people are still doing what, whatever they want out here too. So it's just been it's just been crazy. And uh, where I work at, you know, things haven't changed one bit too. Uh, no one's wearing masks and everybody doing whatever they want. And... Uh, that's all I have for now, Gus. But uh, be careful, Gus. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, hope everyone is being as careful, safe as they can, using logic uh, to take care of themselves. Uh, I have seen that. I guess folks in uh, educators would be paying attention to that, depending on what the, the closing situation. What's the the school situation in California? Uh, that's like that's kind of northern California, I guess. Uh, What's the school situation there? Is it closed, or how long is it closed? Is it indefinite? Yeah, it's pretty pretty much every all the schools are closed down, and the, uh, they put out uh, they put out that we're not supposed to go back to school until uh, April the twenty fifth, I believe. Hmm. Okay, April the twenty fifth, and then uh, today I, I went to. Uh, we uh, we all have to keep working out and uh, go deliver food for the kids, you know. So today, one little boy told me today when I when I went to make delivery, he told me, "Yeah, the black SpongeBob is here." They're still doing the same thing. Nothing has changed, you know. The uh, the uh, the stuff is is still in effect, you know. Anyhow, Gus, that's all I, I got for the thanks. Oh, we're not going to let the the Chinese virus, you know, shut down all our fun. I mean, man, we still got to get a racist joke in every day. The Black SpongeBob. Thank you. Get a little food today. The Black SpongeBob. Tacky. Even in what they got, the the viral apocalypse. They're going to be tacky on the way down to end. Racist woman. Racist man. 
racist child. Even in viral apocalypse. Uh, did you get masks? You got to go out and do all that. And that's another one. You come, Did they give you a, like a, a respirator, a mask and gloves, a whole bunch of hand sanitizer? Yeah, well, I, I had some hand sanitizer. Well, I take my own hand sanitizers, but uh, they, they gave us, uh, they had some masks there, some gloves, but I, I just used the masks and the gloves, but other people weren't using the masks and the gloves. Uh, they were just, you know, going uh, business as normal, you know. So I keep my my mask on. I have my own mask. I had the the N95 mask that I that I bought uh, from a couple of months ago. So it just it just uh, came in handy for me, you know. So uh, it worked out just fine. But other people are not wearing masks. Love it. Social distancing. Social distancing. Big, especially anything where you work around children. Like, ooh, we think some people had said that policy. Some of our educators, they said there was their policy before the Chinese virus. No touching. I don't do any hugs, high fives, none of that. Like, I'm cool. We can teach and wish you all the best and blah, blah, blah. But no touching. That is for sure. Or maybe it's not, but that absolutely would be the policy moving forward. Uh, once this is all done or whatever, like, <laughs> I'm good. Not doing all that high five stuff either. I'm good. Nod. There you go. Give him a nod and let's keep it moving. Uh, let's see. There's a whole lot of folks that seem like they spoke up simultaneously. Were there other people who had a hand up we still have missed? Let's see, I'll get the rest of the folks who have a hand up. Just trying to make sure. Let's see. Uh, let me reload the switchboard here for a moment and see if I can nab some of our other hands folks that we've missed totally I'll give out the number again as I'm working my fingers down the board 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate uh, other folks that we have missed totally, uh, if you have a hand up, proceed. Greetings. Retired firefighter in Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, I uh, just uh, obtained the, uh, the means to uh, tune in. Uh, so I'm not aware of, other than I know it's workplace racism uh, day, but what uh, possible questions that may be tagged into the workplace, maybe uh, it was uh, uh, any conversation about uh, the uh, the uh, Chinese virus <laughs> and uh, how it, uh, how it, uh, 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 to talk about it on, at, at, at your job or not, I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm it, for me, listening a little bit more than I'll be able to pick up on to be able to uh, do any further talking. Literally just tune in. Much obliged, retired firefighter. Uh, let's see. Some of the other folks uh, who are with us. Let's Can see. I be heard? 
Uh, or both of you. Uh, let's get Draftomania. Uh, okay. Can you hear me? It's echoing a little bit. I can hear you, but it's echoing. Oh, a little bit. oh I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Um, well, I wanted to talk about uh, what was going on in my plantation. Um, I like you were talking about uh, the schools um, and the districts are not cohesive. So I work for uh, a school, uh, a university, and all of the universities are closed except our anniversary, I mean, our university. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. It's not echoing Hello? anymore. Oh, yes, okay. we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I heard it say um, uh, muted. So, um... Everybody else is, um, they've been, uh, you know, banned from coming to school. The schools are closed. But our school, which is a black university, is still open. Um, I'm grateful, though, that um, I still have work. Um, I have been sick this week. Um, and when you guys were talking about, um, people going to school, I mean, going to work sick, and I was sick this week also due to the allergies and stuff, and I think it was like some type of cold going on, and I did have to take, um, some days off of work, but, um, like you said, that is kind of, um, you're putting yourself in, in danger because you don't know who you're around or what if it's really a cold or allergies, or what it is. So that was, I was affected by that. But um, I'm wondering why they haven't closed our school yet. But uh, the thing is that they told us if um, we do close, the good thing is that we will still be paid. Um, we will be able to take administrative uh, leave uh, with no pay cuts. And um, that was basically one of the best things that I've heard. But what they did do is um, they um, stopped the, uh, the students would not be able to come to uh, classes. The classes have ended, and they're um, doing classes online. They have some mandatory workers and some non-mandatory workers where they can um, um, work online and they won't have to um, come in. But um, I'm one of the um, mandatory workers that would have to come in. So my schedule is going to um, be next week a little earlier and stuff like that. But um, one of the, like I said, the best thing that I heard out of this whole situation is that, um, you know, if something should happen where they should shut it down, we will still get paid. But the bad situation is that everybody else is out they're all closed down except us, and we're the only ones open. And that's basically all I have to share. Well, I guess I, I'm thankful. Uh, if it does shut down, like you said, that you'll still uh, be compensated and you're all still working now. Uh, or I guess even be more important than all of that, your uh, health and well-being. It is, I guess, allergy season, so... That just adds to the anxiety of all of this, because I think a, a substantial number of people would be having allergies 
anyway because it's springtime. Yesterday was the first day of spring mm-hmm. and with all the pollen and everything and the eruption of the plants, a lot of people would be sneezing and stuff anyway. But now that's going to be like, oh, man, is this? Oh, no. Did I get the Chinese virus? I'm about to die. And just more stress, more stress over. And it could just be, oh, man, you know, the dogwoods are opening. That's all it is. You know, the pollen got me again. All I had to do was wait two weeks and I'd have been good. And now I'm in quarantine. I mean, that's serious because you could end up in quarantine. Somebody could. Oh, man, I think she got the, the Rona. and. All you needed was, you know. And I was really bad, too, um, Gus. I was really, really um, bad. I mean, this is the worst I've ever. I had to take a couple of days off of work. So it it was really bad. Yeah. Allergy season is tough sometimes. I had allergies uh, growing up. So, yeah, all that pollen pollen, uh, can take, uh, can have an impact for some folks. So, yeah, take care of yourself. Uh, Glad it was just allergies. Um, but yeah, I don't that that lack of uh, uniform policy where and that's the same thing that I said where with some I was talking K through 12 before, but I mean, college and universities, too, where it's just not uniform, where you can be two blocks over a mile over a county over. And, you know, it's drastically different policies. Just that just does not make as, as much sense. It would seem like a lot more of this. It would just be very uniform policy particularly with schools uh with other things i can see businesses maybe you can't you know tell it well they did in some places they did they said everybody shut down all the bars are shut down all the, i mean they did do that in some places so yeah that's distressing well, that, can i ask you a question yes ma'am about sunday what time does your show start on sunday the global uh sunday talk on racism it should be uh 12 p.m eastern 11 a.m central well, wait a minute. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's been so long. I'm out of practice. Let's do it again. Scratch all that. All that's wrong. Do it again. All right. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Pacific. It used to be earlier, and I hated that. It's like, who in the hell put this at 9 a.m.? It's like, it doesn't even matter because I am changing it. Uh, so it is 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific on Sunday, uh, it's that time so that we can get people, uh, Mr. Fox, who was mentioned already, and some of the other folks from different parts of the world. We have cows listeners in China who were very eager uh, to share their thoughts on this because they were under quarantine uh, and all of that. And so they had a very different perspective. That's why I said I think it would be very important to, well, it's always, but especially now, very important to exchange views, uh, other victims of racism, other parts of the planet to just see what they are experiencing. But yeah, this Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific, Global Sunday Talk, Global Perspective on the Chinese Virus. Okay, thank you so much, Will. I'll try to take my break around that time so I can um, uh, tune in for a little while. Yes, ma'am. We hopefully will be here live with no tech issues. Uh, let's see. Other fo- Oh, it was two female callers, I think, unless that was the echo. The other female caller that uh, spoke up simultaneously. Is there another female caller? Maybe I was confused. Is there another female caller? Do we miss her? I have one. I don't know where she went. <laughs> That'll do. Caller, Bay Area mom. Yes, ma'am. <gasps> Hi. All right. Well, I'm trying to keep up with the speed limit because there's not a lot of cars on the freeway here. Um, it's a bit scary. Um, 
just being, because you almost feel like, can we go outside or can I work? So with me working, it seems like I have to have a letter to show that my services are essential, medical, that's what they call it. My company is staying open. I had a meeting um, this morning with the uh, whomever owned us and um, several other companies. So we have a lot of other companies under this umbrella. And um, he sounded grumbled and mumbled and stressed. And um, he's reading this letter uh, from, a, um, uh, I guess, a parent stating how they need the services. So um, we're still open. Um, some people may be calling in. Some people aren't. My whole load is called in. I have no children. Last week I went um, to work. Uh, I don't know, Spanish people speaking white people. And their uh, the grandparent and great-grandparent came down from wherever. So uh, just in time. So um, now they're looking. I come in for a uh, hand sanitizer on the uh, right at the door, right at the door as soon as you come in. Uh, so uh, I'm looking at it, and I keep hand sanitizer around my, around my, on my tablet, right where my tablet is, that's where my sanitizer is, so I've been about that life. So um, I trip, and I'm looking, so then she's like, oh, could you use this before you go in? I wouldn't make you use it, but my mom and grandma, I'm like, I ain't tripping, so you see this? I use this before I go in just to deal with any of y'all, so I'm not tripping. So uh, she's oh, you got something. Well, can you use this one? Oh, no problem. Won't be wasting mine. So I'm push, 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 whatever, rub it in. So the second day, I, I come back, and I come with my supervisor. I, I guess he would be white. Um, so now, you know, I get to look like, oh, it's back. They're looking at me like it's Ebola. No, it's Corona. So I get to look like, ah. So, uh now we're going through the kitchen where the old ladies are talking their language. And um, so we go through the kitchen because I guess I got to do whatever, you know, little cubs want to do. This is my supervisor here. So he want to go outside and whatever, let's go. So we go outside. Now I got to follow. So I go out there and now they looking like, ah. So whole face turned up. So uh, I'm cracking up. So excuse me, excuse me. So now they whole face, why are they in here? And, you know. So we don't wear the shoes. You know, I'm like, take my shoes, go outside, come back, back and forth. It's crazy. So now um, the old the old lady, they wiping down uh, the windows and stuff. So uh, just wiping down stuff, cleaning the um, I caught the older lady uh, wiping the door knob. So I was just laughing. I hurt my feelings. I don't touch nothing. So he touched that door knob. I ain't Oh, uh, he just touched the doorknob and um, she wiping it down. And then she kind of just she see me looking and then she start cleaning the windows and stuff. I'm like, girl, you ain't got to do all that, all the theatrics. It's all good. I'm not tripping. You do what you do. So now she um, looking and talking in that language. Another old lady, her whole face, like she smelled, you know, stuck. And so I'm just cracking up. I'm like, I get it. I get it. She's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So then we leave, but they canceled service. After that, ain't no more. Cyrus, y'all, so we'll see how next week goes with the uh, the services. Um, it, it, it's interesting. Now, these freeways, 
are clear and that it is a holiday, a real holiday, and it's 2 in the morning. That's how the freeways are. Ah, 3, 3 in the morning. So the freeways are scarce, barred. Nobody's riding the barred. Now they decide they want to clean the barred train because nobody's riding it. He didn't care when everybody had to endure the field, endure the field. But now since nobody's on it, they just clean the train. Nobody's on the bars. Um, we have a curfew. San Francisco was first started. They had to be in um, uh, first. Then they made this big, like, this horn, woo-woo, this end of the world noise in the city to let them know they were in business about this, uh, how they were going to deal with this. We're not waiting on the president. We're doing it ourselves. So here in um, for Oakland, I work that area, Oakland, uh uh, Contra Costa County, Alameda County, um, oh, uh, Berkeley, the city of Berkeley, and um, a couple of other counties are on what they call lockdown. So we're going to, we have to go home. We can only, so now they made it as of yesterday to where we can only come out if we work. And that's when I guess these badges and all this identification come in at. And, um, then they got to break it down specific to where you're going, where you're supposed to be, or if we're going to make a uh, shoot to the store or something to pick up something to eat or something like that. Other than that, you are to be in the house. So they said the military is in San Francisco just, you know, to get prepared for uh, whatever they feel the turn-up will be because of the uh, climate they're um, creating from this. And that's all. And Thank you for taking my call. Context of white supremacy. Context of white supremacy. Wow, I had uh, nostalgia. I used to uh, live in the Bay Area until I lived in Seattle. California was my favorite plantation. Really, it's kind of the same thing. Like the whole West Coast is really similar. You could probably, I think Thomas in New York said you could move to Portland. Like it's all kind of the same thing. Really, the only major difference will be weather and the number of non-white people varies slightly. You'll have more non-white people as you move further south, but it's pretty similar, the whole West Coast. But uh, I am all right uh, with Seattle. It is Things are shut down and everything, but we are not on military lockdown and we do not have a curfew as here. And even that, like now listen, Atlanta, they got shootouts at the mall. They got military lockdown. Or she didn't say she said the military was prepping. The military is not there yet. I'm sorry. I'm hopping the gun, as they say, metaphor. Uh, But the military is prepping. They have a curfew and they have the purge horn that sounds to denote that we are serious about the curfew. And I said it depends on where you are, because in other regions, they got curfews like they got fines. If you, you know, think you're going to plot in your own little shooting, you're going to be a copycat of Linux mall. We got planned news for you. Uh, that's a fine escort you back home. None of that. And the mall is closed. Like that wouldn't even be possible. Uh, in a lot of places, the mall is closed here. Malls are closed here. Um, but I mean, wow, that is, uh, the home situation. Like that's another thing. Like I would think this is probably going to radically adjust some of that. Like how much, hanging out in other people's houses do I need to do and they aren't really cool about having you here and spraying everything down like oh we got this nigger in the house spray the door and all the rest of it like 
man, I misanthrope, curmudgeon. I was that like a decade before all this happened. I was into social distancing, minimize contact. Uh, but yeah, I am not into all that. I don't like touching other people. These are strangers. You got to go and hang out on their furniture and stuff. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like, uh, I don't even want to be here. So no, I do not take offense. Uh, if you want to sanitize everything, I don't even want to be in the residence. Like, man, I wish we could do all this. Wait, stuff. yes. Yes, wait. So why I was doing that to a uh, cat a little, my last client, because they didn't cancel on Monday. So mm-hmm. he's all on his nose and stuff. So he touched his stuff. And I'm like, I touched his thing. He's like, I don't know that mom. I'm like, ugh. And so he's like, I got his stuff. So he's digging in his nose. And stuff. I'm like, man, go. What? Man, 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 man. Get some tissue. 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 I don't want to be walking up on the kids and stuff. It's just like that. Let me read my line. All right. All right. Ooh, man. Strange times. My goodness. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I do not envy anyone uh, who works with children right now or really any job where you have to go out and like be in people's houses or they have to come to your house and you're like, oof. Even if there was no coronavirus, like man, or even let's say they they get a vaccine tomorrow and all this is squashed, like, woo! I am not interested in having to sit through all of the revamp of policy and procedure that's going to happen as a result of this. And it might be mandated. Everybody is going to have hand sanitizer uh, glued to their tablet now, and all. Oh man, man, oh man. Nod, nod context of white supremacy the number again is 605-313-5164 the code 564-943-POUND press star 61 if you would like to participate uh, make sure I get in all my emails uh, just because we are at apocalypse doesn't mean I get to slack on those until justice at gmail.com. Next person wrote in. <clears throat> Hello, Gus. White male coworker tells two. Jo- oh, <laughs> I love a good racist joke. Let's go. White male coworker tells two jokes. Number one, a black man and a Hispanic are in a car. Who's driving? Answer the police. I love it. I hadn't heard that one before. Did y'all get it? Who's out there in the backseat? You always got criminals, black people. Yeah, okay. He said every time he goes to uh, tell white people that joke, they already know it. That's the same thing I've said every time without fail when I go to tell a white person a racist joke. Oh, I already know that one. Yeah, yeah. Me and dad used to swap that one. Good old days. Mm. But they're ignorant about racism. They know all 50,000 of the nigger jokes, but they're ignorant about racism. Let's see. Oh, we got a white person coming on the program. Told you I'm trying to see if we can broadcast. Everybody stuck at home should just broadcast because we'll have a captive audience. White woman coming to the program next week. Continuing. They said, I already know it. He admits every white person knows this joke. Of course. Number two, there's a Mexican. Guatemalan. Ecuadorian in a car. Who's driving? Answer. Ice. 
Immigration and Enforcement Services. Same thing. Criminals. They're here illegally. Rapists, probably. I just said that's very interesting. Do you have any more? I love it. I love it. Write it down and he share. Write it down. That's all. That's I'm not offended. Jumping up and down. You dirty cracker and I can't believe you. You got one about the Kung Flu? Keep it timely. That's all. Write them down. Same procedure. Nothing changes. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Same procedure. Ask question. Hmm. Write that down. <laughs> we were in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. March 20, 4.15 p.m. Mexican, Guatemalan, Ecuador. Ice. Joke before that. Might even include all, all the white people know this one. <laughs> like I've told this one so many times. Uh, let's see. Uh, he said he had plenty. <laughs> he said he had plenty of them. As soon as he left, I wrote everything down. I'm pretty sure he wants to upset me. More info later. I love it. A plus work. I love it. A plus. Make notes. I'm not being emotional about all this. I'm not. I mean, now to these times, you might find because this is a lot of strain. Like, wow, you can't even go get toilet paper. You might not have a job at all, or your hours are reduced, or you don't know what's going to happen, and it changes. You know. This is extraordinary anxiety. And then all these other people. And then you got relatives to worry about. And your children are out. We haven't even talked about that. Your children aren't even in school in some cases. It's a lot to worry about. So, I mean, it's a lot of stress. It might be that there are some days where you don't have the same patience that you normally would. That's important to recognize, too. And on those days, you get to the bathroom. You take space. Got to go outside. I'm not going to be able to do anything because I might respond emotionally. It might be a day where I'm ready to curse or stomp or whatever it is. We got, we don't even have toilet paper at work. I got a ration toilet paper at home and on the job. My God. Ration your patience, recognize where you are. It might be, you might need to find a lot more spaces to breathe given the extraordinary circumstances and anxiety that everybody is under just being around other people that are stressed, which is everybody right now that is stressful. So take breaks, go to the bathroom, get outside. It's starting to warm. It's been lovely this whole week in Seattle. So go outside. They said you can do that. You can go outside by yourself. That's still social distancing and just breathe. If you need to get it together, white people's racist tackiness is getting to you take space or just they're hacking it they're hacking and coughing and not under self-quarantine major self-distance get outside breathe compose get your mask sanitize and then you can get back together but these are extraordinarily stressful times be mindful if your patience is not what it could be what it should be Uh, number again 605-313-5164 the code 564 nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh are there other folks we missed totally other people who have a hand up that we've not heard from uh at all may i be heard greetings caller in florida yes sir thank you very much sir Greetings to guests, the hosts, listeners, and callers. Uh, I'm going to start with my first two. Um, I think it deals with the conditioning uh, of uh, black people under the system. 
of white supremacy. The first was we were still um, allowing people in. Today was the last day that the uh, courthouse is open to the public. We're going to switch the hours around next week. So there was a lot of passport picture taken this week. And there was an anti-black comment that was made by uh, my black female coworker to a uh, black family. At least I perceive it as that way. Uh, She was taking the photographs for them to complete their passport. So she made a comment like, because we got this um, like background projector that lights up to provide a more uh, uh, contrasting image for the passport because they want the background to be white. Okay, so the family was um, was melanated, was more melanated, and she herself is melanated. And she made a comment that was saying, oh, well, you know what? I don't think I like that picture. You're a little too darker than I would like. All right. So I was like, what did she just say? What I, did she just say what I thought she did? And then she, uh, you know, she made, I think it was a younger, younger, uh, male, uh, black male take another picture. So I get to see, we have like the little screen device that shows the image. It's like a, a campfire, you know, a wireless connection where you can see the picture you just took. So I guess she wasn't comfortable with the image. Um, and she said, well, we have to turn this thing off because, you know, you're, you're too dark. You're too dark. So I got to take the flash and take the picture without the background projector light on. Now, I've taken images of uh, different skin tones of people, and I haven't had that issue. So she was just, you know, blatantly saying this out loud, and then, the uh, black female supervisor from the bachelor, like, no, 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 like stand, stand back a little further. You know, that's what such and such said, the the white person that works in there. And so she did that. And I guess the pictures came out well, but the thing is she still said something that wasn't necessary. You know, there is, you know, you, you could take pictures just like you can with any skin tone. It, it, it doesn't matter. You just got to make sure, you know, the person isn't really uh, sweaty or nothing like that because in the in the picture it can come out with a uh, with a shine on it. You know, um, but I thought that was uh, you know anti-blackness. And the second one, there's a uh, there's an older black male that came in, and there was a white female coworker that took some days off about almost a week. So she, uh, she was sitting there and he comes in and he says, Hey, you right there. Whenever you take time off, you need to let me know. And cause see him right there, which is me. All I get out of him is a wave. And I did my wave and I say, it's codified. That was a statement I made. So I don't know if people understood what that meant. So, um, and yeah, he just waves. That's it. That's all I get out of him. 
And she right there, she just does whatever she does. But I missed you, okay? You got to let me know these things. And, you know, she's just laughing all over the place uh, because she's absorbing so much of his attention. Uh, and upon exiting, he says, you know, you're like my child. You just have to let me know these things. You just add more emphasis and making her more revered than she should be. But, of course, she's revered because she's, you know, a white person. So um, that was my second one. And my next few has a lot to do with this uh, COVID-19 slash coronavirus. Um, let's see. The third one is I was uh, <laughs> I was walking down the hallway doing the, the route, going to the judge's offices. So it was some white people talking in the hallway uh, on the fourth floor. And this white woman, okay, she had... <laughs> She had a bottle of the, the Lysol disinfectant and she, when I was walking by, she held it up as though she was going to spray it at me. Okay. But she didn't press it, but she was like a few feet away. So she was like, Hey, you know, we got to be careful. And, uh, I just kept walking. So they was speaking to each other. So that was, uh, an act of racism. And, my uh, fourth one is that I was walking past that, that same um, nefarious sergeant that was talking about the shank. He made a comment to his, out of all of his officers, the black officer, he was leaving the building. This guy says, oh, uh, don't, don't go out there and catch Corona. And I ain't talking about the alcohol kind. Meaning, like you know, the 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 beverage or whatnot. So that was a, that was one. Um, it was a white man. Uh, he was sitting down with the black female coworker of mine, and he said, "You know, what? I'm here to get clemency, and um, you know, I need to get my gun permit because we know we have this zombie virus going on." And she did not want to repeat what he's. She did not want to repeat what he said, but any other time they're making comments about other uh, customers and the things, I'm like, that's pretty uh, extreme thing to say. A zombie virus. Um, and I, I got this call uh, from a white woman, and I think she was down in a uh, retired firefighters area, uh, Miami Dade County. And she was an elderly white woman. All right. So uh, she was saying, you know, I just need a copy of my divorce. And I said, okay, do you want me to apply the certification stamp so I could send it out to her? And then she needed to send it to uh, the Social Security Administration. So there was a a person in the background talking that uh, I guess had an accent, you know, a non-white person. You're supposed to be here helping me. That's what she's saying. You're supposed to be here helping me. Um, and then she's telling me, she said, sorry about this. I don't want you to hear this in the background. This person, he, he just left me. He's only getting paid $3 and, and 12 cents an hour, something like that. And he's just not doing his job. So she's totally off the subject. So I'm trying to get focused on getting her to copy and say, hey, it's going to be $4. All right. So, nah. When a white person is saying something racist, I let them talk. All right. So 
she said that first she said my phone has caught coronavirus okay and i can't find anything on my phone everything's deleted all of my contacts my, my uh, text messages like what what do i have to do with this you know and she goes on to say these haitians you know i can't you know i can't stand them they they're controlling and running everything haitians all right and she stops and says Oh, I am not a prejudiced person, sir. And and I thought about that that sound clip. I am not prejudiced. Okay, so she says I'm not a prejudiced person, sir. And these Haitians, they killed my husband. So all of this stuff she's saying. Uh, so I finally get the person to pay for the uh, the divorce decree, and you know I get off the phone and I made sure I documented that. Um, and there was one last one on it where, uh, uh, a white supervisor from another department was saying about the, uh, so-called, I guess, or coronavirus that, oh, well, this should have been, this should have stayed in China. Why didn't they, you know, kill off some of their population with this? Why did they bring it over here? So the black female asked me a question. Why would you say something like that? I said, because they're not white. That, that was what my response was. And that's all I have for now. Thanks for allowing me to speak. Whew. Much obliged, caller in Florida. According to the information we received this evening, uh, <laughs> we have been misinformed. Uh, the patient X is in Chicago. It's a white woman who's been hacking for about the last three months. Started in Illinois and spread out from there. But... Neither here nor there. Uh, Let's see. There's so much in in historic time. Now, the folks that came in, you said there was a run on passport photos. What do they know that I don't know? Like, I thought the border was closed. Where are they going? Like, what? I don't understand. It takes like a month to get the... It took a month when I got mine. That was pre-corona times uh, at the beginning of February. It took a month. I suspect it would take longer now because one, they say anyway that it increases in springtime because people plan their trips for the summer and all that. I have no idea what that's going to look like this year. I suspect it would take longer now anyway because people are not working. I don't know if there's anybody at the State Department who does all the paperwork that has to happen with, you know, clearing for the passports. So where are they going? The folks that are coming to get this like I was thinking like maybe if if the zombie apocalypse hits really hard here and there's like a safe haven, like a little island someplace that you could fly to and then flights are like a quarter now. So you get on a plane and fly someplace and just be hiding out on the island, but you would have to have a passport. It's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe that's what they're thinking. But yeah, I don't know where you're. They closed the board. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, people have to tell me something on that one. The, the run on passports. I was thinking a while. I feel like a loser for having it, and now the board is closed. But then uh, I guess it's better to have it and not need it or be able to use it as opposed to not having it and then whatever happens. Uh, let's see the Lysol. I feel like you're always or black people in general are always being threatened with violence, uh, like casually, directly, like it happens so 
regularly. We've had so many people talk about being physically assaulted in the workplace. We had uh, the sergeant before you mentioned to, he was going to shank you. This uh, female is coming in the hallway and she is going to pow, give you a spray with the line. I mean, they say not to point that at P. I thought I've read that on the label. Like, don't point that at people's eyes. Like, oh, man, you could burn somebody really bad. And this is not a toy. I think that's written on the label. Maybe I'm, you know, ignorant. I'm not the best uh, at reading. Uh, but it's always some sort of of allusion to violence. That is the system of racism, white supremacy. You have to be real careful about that at all times. Uh, and it's always some justification. And the, the jokes, that's why I even say with those racist jokes, a lot of times it'll be jokes about violence towards black people. Even that criminalization, if you're in the back of a police car, that's violent. Like a police arrest, that's a violent thing frequently. Directly, indirectly, having your freedom taken away in such a, a an extreme manner like that—that that is violent. Anyway, squirt you with a lot—that is an act of violence, uh, in my opinion. And again, all of these you can reverse them. Now, uh, I believe our caller at the courthouse here has said people say, "Oh, you're so intimidating! My goodness, you know, he's such such a big guy. You lift weights or something? My my God, he looks like he could knock a whole building down with one pinky." And I say that about him. I've heard that about a lot of black people. Dr. Curry's talked about that. The man, not all of that. It'll be reason to justify this sort of behavior. We've got to, because he's menacing. He's a big fella. See him? I got to have my shank at the right. I got to have my nigger knock. He might say something. He might do something. I got to be at the ready. That's black people in the system of white supremacy. Let's see. The catch Corona. Uh, just the fact that he said, I don't know how many black people work, you know, in that position, security there, what have, I think he might've said he was the only one. Uh, but if they, you know, I don't think this is a position where it's just tons and tons of black people there, uh, that you would single out like the one and only or one of the few black people. Uh, and again, we're not even being professional. <laughs> Let me say that again. When I hear people say, man, black people just ain't taking this serious. They're just running around acting crazy and turning. It's not taking this serious in comparison to who? We're at the courthouse. Again, we're not at Jack in the Box. We're not at McDonald's. I would expect them to be cutting a fool. We're at the court. People are coming here to get death certificates, marriage licenses, uh, passports, important documentation, you know, take out a restraining order on somebody. And we got offices of the law, court officials. Now, mine don't catch the Rona now. What kind of example is that saying? Like, are you taking this serious? Like, and why are you signaling out a black person? Even, the, I mean, the way that you said it, uh, yeah. don't catch the corona. That almost has like a sexual thing. That's, I mean, you say that, uh, don't catch the right. clap. Don't, I mean, maybe that's just me. You all can feel free. Gosh, you're acting crazy. Maybe you caught the corona, talking crazy on here like that. But that sounds like, yeah, don't get out and get in any trouble now, messing around and, you know, you're being caught. Yeah, I mean, it's. It doesn't get any better than taggy triple T's. Uh, <clears throat> now the photos in a previous lifetime, Gusty Renegade did some photography work, like the whole nine, doing taking photo photographs, uh, developing the photographs, doing the prints, like all of it. Uh, and so, in my training for all of that uh i do remember a white man 
I would say suspected racist, but I met this white man at a time when I was extremely ignorant about white supremacy racism. And I'm ignorant now, but I mean like, whoo, couldn't spell Neely Fuller Jr. or racism. This white man I thought was racist then. So, hmm. Anyway, this white man, uh, my photography instructor, he said that when you go to shoot black people, uh, his code was that he would shoot black people with more light so that you could see more of their color definition features. He would shoot white people with less light because you shoot white people with more light. They look really, really pale. You shoot white uh, black people with no light and it's just really dark. You can't really see any of their features definition. That was his photography code. I did use that and it did work really well. I wish I had saved some of my prints I could show, but that did come to mind. All that being said, like I'm pretty sure today was not the first or this week was not the first time that this uh, white woman had been using this camera. I'm pretty sure this first, not the first time uh, that she had taken a photograph of a black person. I'm sure many, many black people have been photographed uh, at the courthouse, at this wall, white people, black people, all of the above. It would stand out to me having a white woman suspected racist just beckon out. Oh man, this you just looks so dark. Oh my God. Yeah, we, we got to do this. We got to do this again because he's just something about that would stand out to me is yeah this sounds like an anti-black moment um you probably could have done this correctly we probably could have been more professional about this just yeah someone and to continue to make those type of remarks at minimum you're incompetent with using the camera you should know how to do all this by now and then it's always something disparaging about black people and blackness oh it's just so black oh you just can't do something uh, the zombie virus all I can say I mean the system of racism white supremacy we had folks who talked before about being happy about all this you got millions of people all around the world who have sat around and watched the walking dead and preppers for decades now and loved it sat around and frothed at the opportunity to go out to the gun club and they got we got pictures we went to Florida they got pictures they got pictures of black people looting and they got pictures of zombies and that's what you go to the target range and shoot at refine my skills as a killer bang bang I'm shooting at the negro bang I'm shooting at the zombie bang that's one and the same but that's the way they're thinking about this not oh man I need to make sure we got water piled up oh man make sure I can help out my neighbor we got old people on the block and they're not supposed to be going out at all I'm going to go to Costco and make sure they got water and stop by and look at no we got zombie apocalypse and I need my gun license (laughs) yes that is the problem not hand sanitizer not toilet paper gun license for the zombie apocalypse they did say earlier this week, gun sales soaring and ammunition. That was what they said specifically it was ammunition gun sales a little bit, but lots of ammunition. What was the other one? Let's see. If I'm going to have to endure all this terrorism and tackiness from a white woman on the phone, then I think that the divorce records need to be a lot more than $4. Like, Wow you have deviated to tell me that your phone has got the Rona. Let me take one more time uh, for the people that say black people are not taking this seriously in comparison to who 
So this white woman has called in to get her divorce record and we can't even just get through. It's $4 divorce record. Where am I mailing this to? That's it. That sounds like it should be sitting, particularly in these times. Like you're wasting time on the phone. We got things to do. Priorities like things are changing. And am I going to have a job? Are we going to be able to eat? I can't be wasting time talking to some court clerk that I don't know who's you're in the other part of Florida. That's oh, my God, like a 10 hour drive or something like, man. Four dollars address. All right, let's get off the phone. I got other. Well, wait a minute. Well, you know, got this fella here in the background clowning around, not doing any work. We got just lazy uh, niggers, good for nothing, can't do anything. And uh, got to tell you about these Haitians. You know, they uh, have been a problem for a long time. They killed my husband. Which I said, wait a minute. I thought I'm trying to get off the phone, but I thought y'all got a divorce. How did they kill him? And you got? Did they kill? can't even get into that anyway so the haitians yes we got the haitians are a problem and they're that probably the zombies right there because they do call haitians zombies that's eh, another day so yeah we got the haitians and they're a problem and i gotta tell you about that because they killed my husband and uh my phone got the rona i lost all my contacts and text messages and it's just been the worst thing in history like what we were just trying. I am to- not prejudiced. <laughs> yeah, I'm not prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced. That's my favorite. That was President Obama. That was 2012. My man said that he voted for a white man that was in jail. And he said, I'm not prejudiced. I just wasn't going to vote for that President Obama. He's messed everything up. That that white convict, he'll get us straight. We got it. I am not prejudiced. Wow doesn't get any better than white women let them talk i love it let them talk but it would have to be uh if this is recorded or if we got notes on this it should be a lot more than four dollars if i'm gonna have to deal with this type of thing and people that can ramble and talk all kinds of nonsense and tell you about their family problems and all the rest of it like wow it should be like 25 dollars 50 dollars like something man time and energy uh was anything else Let's see. Patience, I can't believe it. I'll stop there uh, for the moment. Wow. The courthouse never disappoints, uh, even with the zombie apocalypse now, apparently. We got the Chinese virus, the zombie apocalypse. The phone even has been hacked. We got the the phone coronavirus as well now. Uh, Wow. Uh, Codified at the courthouse uh the the rude remarks i got that one too uh where the fella came by and was uh still being rude um and the white validation the white woman is the child uh to be expected in the system of racism oh wow thank you for sharing sir uh are there folks that we missed totally we have about 30 minutes left in the broadcast uh we should not have spectators uh for this historic broadcast or historic week really uh this week of workplace racism white supremacy the first week in a man just to see how all of this unfolds over the next we could be talking months weeks who knows of what this is going to look like uh but to just observe adjust study again white people conduct experiments that is something that i would have people to keep in mind i certainly uh, am not saying to be reckless I've said repeatedly, you know, follow logic, do everything that you can to preserve your safety, your health, well-being. Absolutely. White people conduct experiments. Caller at the courthouse said we had a white woman who was there just wearing the same clothes every day as an experiment. Just see how you folks respond. 
Whole lots of experiments can be run under an environment like this to see how people respond, how they adjust. Lots of experimentation can be conducted in an environment like this. Just keep that in mind. Uh, let me make sure I get through all the emails so I can be on my word, and then we'll double check with callers. Next caller, she wrote in. The coronavirus has heavily impacted my plantation. We are socially distancing, so the majority of staff are working from home. The racist suspects appear to be concerned about the effects of isolation. They've been excluding me from sometime a variety of ways, so it's nothing out of the ordinary for me. <laughs> They've been excluding me for some time in a variety of ways, so it's nothing uh, out of the ordinary for me. Before our bosses made the decision that the staff should work at home, I observed the race soldiers in my team use the coronavirus as an excuse for not working. The majority of them literally spent a whole day discussing the virus, watching broadcasts on the virus, reading articles on the virus, and having more conversations about the virus. I carried on working. The government has introduced a number of restrictions which are impacting how the company I work can operate. So I had to speak with a colleague in another team about whether or not projects can be completed. He couldn't resist the opportunity to practice racism. Of course, he started talking about pollution levels in China dropping. Apparently, scientists have taken aerial views of the country and much of the pollution has cleared as a result of the coronavirus impacting on their industries. I stayed silent and listened. I think he realized he was speaking to a non-white person, so he tried to cover up his racism by saying scientists would also be able to measure pollution levels in so-called Western countries. In my mind, I was wondering if he had considered the fact that many Western countries outsource their manufacturing to countries such as China. Great point. Great point. And uh, I've seen some of those same aerial views. I think I said something about it. Uh, yes, I did. We were talking about environmental racism. Uh, they have photographs of Italy and some of the uh, rivers and bodies of water there that were totally polluted and disgusted from white people. Uh, and because of all this, they said Italy has been really hard hit. Uh, they said in the time because they've had like lockdown, like you got to stay in the house. And I think it's been for at least a week or so. Uh, and they showed the river. They said you could see the fish for the first time in like ever like in people's lifetime they had never seen uh the fish clearly the water was crystal uh, i said wow the problem there is an infection on the planet the problem is racist woman racist man racist child continuing Before we were told to socially distance, I spoke to a colleague who mentioned she had been out of the country over the weekend. I asked if she was not worried that she would not be able to return. She said no. Had to be a white woman. She also mentioned that she was planning to take another trip out of the country in a few weeks. This has got to be a white woman. This led to a conversation about the parts of the world affected by the coronavirus and those restricting travel in and out of the country. 
I mentioned that countries in Africa were not as affected, probably due to the heat. She then scoffed in what seemed to me a racist fashion. I then explained that the scientists advising the government in the country that we live in had initially said they expected the, revi- the virus to reduce its rate of infections as the weather warmed up, similar to the rate of winter flu infections. Her response was that it's all very confusing. I got the sense that her scoff meant either there was no way that disease-ridden place called Africa could have a lower rate of infection or that she was thinking I was an idiot or both. I was annoyed with myself for giving her the... I'm sorry, the last, yeah, the both, I, I, I often feel uh, the both is applicable uh, when a racist suspect is talking uh, to me, the disregard of whatever I have to say, and this nigga doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, like, absolutely, it is both. Anyway, I was annoyed with myself for giving her the additional explanation, it won't happen again that is what i love about counter racist codification i say that all the time when we get excited and we want to name the coon of the week the sambo of the decade and get ready to critique another non-white person the non-white person that you can give the best critique of is yourself because you know all of the errors and i mean all of the details about where you made a mistake at and what you didn't quite say correctly you know all of that you are the person that you can critique the best. So if you want to get to some self-improvement, you want to get to sticking that finger out and rah, 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 you out doing the right. Hey, start at home. Uh, I've also overheard race soldiers talking about having to get used to washing their hands more often. It's been fascinating. My man in New Jersey, he's pointed out repeatedly. Soap is not selling out. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer. They said, wash your hands repeatedly. I heard them say, wash your hands is better than hand sanitizer repeatedly. Soap is stacked high on the shelves. Context of white supremacy. Fascinating times indeed. Lots of experiments can be run. You can even think of some experiments yourself that can be run in these times. It could be a question sometimes, just a question to ask. Anything. Think, invest, fascinating times. Uh, Other folks have comments. Uh, Make sure if we have people that we have not heard from at all, if you have commentary, observations, questions, please do not wait until the last five minutes. Like, please. We have about 20 minutes left. Go ahead and get your hand up if you think you want to participate. The waiting until the last five, like, man, that is not cool. We have all been captive. It's not like you got anywhere to go. Well, I take that back. I guess if you're in Atlanta, you could be at the club. So for the people who are on lockdown, you don't have anywhere to go. For the people who should be on lockdown, you should probably stay home and not be at the club. Folks that have other comments, particularly people we've missed completely, uh, proceed. Um, hello. Yes, ma'am. Um, I wanted to share something, not about my workplace, but um, maybe this is better for a compensatory column. But there is a gentleman who worked at um, NBC, and NBC was sharing that he recently died of the coronavirus. He must have been tested, 
and then shortly thereafter he died. And I was just thinking, that's weird. Don't they normally, for HIPAA, which is like the health um, privacy laws, don't they normally just share like maybe the gender and the age? But they said his full name, first and last, and they showed his picture. And I just thought it was very, I guess, tacky that they're... It was almost as though it was now being used as a way to, I don't know, highlight them as a network. So all these people who work there were now giving a tribute to this person. This person wasn't like an anchor in front of the camera. They were somebody behind the scenes. But all of a sudden, everyone now at NBC is giving this tribute and holding up this person, posting their picture and their full name. And I just thought that that was kind of odd. I don't know if anyone had seen that. And I just thought, like, if I passed away at my job, I don't know that I would want that. Inf- I, I don't know. It just seems very odd. I hadn't seen any of that, so I'll have to reserve comment till I can check out some of that. I, don't, I guess I do from time to time if someone dies, if it's a colleague at a network or something, uh, where they'll do a tribute or post photographs or something of that nature. Um but yeah, yeah, I would have to see what this looks like and, and all of that to even give any logical commentary. So yeah, if anybody else has seen that, feel free. Uh, other folks, uh, or actually pause, uh, another person wrote in for workplace racism. Uh, I don't have much of a coronavirus update. I started working from home in a seasonal position in January. Nothing has changed. In fact, I'm working now. It's usually slow on Fridays. They did decide to give paid time off to us seasonal employees if we have issues with our health or family's health related to the virus. Also, I may be extended due to the federal tax extension announced today. Oh, that's right. Extended, I think, by several months, which again, in my lifetime, I have never seen an extension for taxes like I don't I mean, I just don't remember that like ever months of extension if anybody else if you recall like where they shifted tax season like dramatically like this i do not like hey white people can change whatever the rules when they feel like it particularly if it is about justice getting people the help they need oh yeah we can do that anything can be done anywho uh if other folks uh have comments questions things they would like to share please do not wait till the last minute line should be open proceed oh wow folks are reading the text thing threw me out so caught off with the taxes I finished her last two paragraphs for other observations so she ended last paragraph she's talking about the taxes she may be extended because they're extending fa- uh, tax season wish me luck I have, I have had generally good reviews so far this company heavily relies on numeric metrics and so far okay I have another job and they had a meeting yesterday I didn't go due to the virus but that was my choice intelligent I had most items before the stores went empty because I try to stock up when thing I try to stock up when things are on sale. Uh, here in Seattle, the stores are not empty. Um, toilet paper is not quite as full as it usually is, but the stores are not empty. Uh, I 
posted pictures. I had like a really exotic fruit bowl assembled. I had purple tomatoes and blood oranges and all kinds of wacky things like all organic. Like I didn't see any shortages of it. Like I said, it was toilet paper was not as full as it usually is. And spaghetti sauce was not as full as it usually is. Uh, but they did have spaghetti sauce and they even had a sale on spaghetti sauce. So, but yeah, they haven't had empty stores here anyway. Uh, I tried to get my mom to leave New York City and visit me here in Georgia before the New York City shutdown. I figured she could at least get some fresh air in the backyard. Back to spectating because I am working. Have a good evening all. Female caller from Georgia. They did say that. I want to make sure I get that in as well. I've heard that from numerous reports. I am not a medical doctor. I am not qualified to give uh, Chinese virus suggestions advice. That said, I have heard repeatedly that going outside does not violate the self dis- uh, social distancing, uh, that if everybody is fine, healthy, they don't have any symptoms or what have you. Uh, if you're outside and you're about six feet apart or what have you, that that is fine. You all could be together sitting on the back porch. You could take a hike together. You could walk together, whatever. You could just stand uh, and talk. Uh, outside that's fine you're getting some fresh air like i said here in seattle it's been sunny uh this week so you can sit outside or stand outside or walk outside run i guess uh if you have your distance you could get some sunshine and you're still getting a little social time in so yeah i don't uh like maybe you have heard different information depending on what part of the globe uh where you are but i've heard that repeatedly uh, that if you are outside, if you want to get your family or some friends, relatives, couple, three, four, as long as it's not 50 of you, uh, but it's three, four people and you all are just sitting outside on the porch, six feet apart. Whoopee. Great. You all could do yoga outside six feet apart. Great. So, yeah, if you have relatives that are close, uh, yeah, you all could visit, get some food, get some sunshine and talk about racism, white supremacy and your counter racist Corona plan. Uh, any other comments, observations, questions? Folks want to make sure they share. Can I be heard? Retired firefighter in Florida. Yes. Uh, based on based on all of the uh, suggestions. Uh, that will remedy or be helpful to uh, uh, the resistance of this pestilence. Um, I find it uh, even besides the pestilence to be some of the, some of the suggestions are quite practical that should be applicable for people uh under the global system of racist white supremacy, which is the major pestilence. Uh, uh, anyway, such as uh, minimizing contact, <laughs> minimizing contact with a whole lot of people. Uh, uh, you know, a, 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 along with along with the uh, you know the other med- more medical level. Uh, suggestions such as washing, washing your hands, you know, uh, uh, in other words, the barrier would be cleanliness between yourself and someone else, that sort of thing. But especially the whole idea about the uh, uh, abundance of 
contact of being around a whole lot of people. Uh, I would find that to be logical before or after uh, uh, something that I think is an artificial uh, pestilence that was, you know, artificial meaning it was created by some, some, some particular person or persons. Uh, that makes that, does that make sense? Minimize contact. Minimize contact. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I said, how I started the broadcast this evening, <laughs> that uh, your counter-racist code, in my view, you can evaluate the effectiveness, uh, how solid your counter-racist code is when there is an extreme event. And I think this was absolutely qualified. Uh, do you have to make a whole lot of adjustments? Or are you able to, for the most part, you're able to do a lot of the same things. In my view, you have a really solid counter-racist code if you don't have to change a whole lot of things. Like the zombie apocalypse breaks and you're still doing most of the same things that you did in terms of your counter-racist code. That is solid. When you have to go and switch up everything, when your code before was you had to go and kiss everybody to start the day and give them a big hug and you had a five-minute secret handshake with everybody, well, maybe your counter-racist code had some problems to begin with. Because I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a touchy-feely type of person anyway. Uh, my, my attempted mother used to tell me that she would have to go out of her way to hug me because I wasn't the one who, who was really, you know, uh, you know, that type of person to be, you know, uh, quote unquote affection. And I, I think that's the, that's the word for it. Uh, but I, I would, I would like to take, you know, do some homework and, and, and state and, and, and come up with the answer to have the reduction between non-white people especially who are classified as black, has it been a reduction in the murder rate between ourselves or assault? I would guess that it, 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 went, it, it has actually gone down because of this collective practice. Or if either that or the, the, the news is, 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 uh, 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 is kind of like disregarding those type of stories and and I could be wrong and, and, and just, you know, specifically talking about this pestilence. But I would I would not be surprised if the rate on how our reaction to racism, white supremacy, which is negatively impacting on each other, has probably went down. The rate of it has probably went down. I could be wrong. Just a thought. I suspect you are correct, retired firefighter. Well, it depends because we did have the caller in Atlanta. He started the program. He said that they were shooting at them all. I think it was a fatal shootout, but that's probably <laughs> that's probably uh, because they wanted to get in. Huh? Well, I don't know if they were in and it, it happened in the mall because I think the mall is open there. That's what he was saying. People were going to the club. And uh-huh. the day, so things aren't shut down. So that's, but see, that's, that's not that's not following the suggestions. Right. Right. That's not following the suggestion. Right. Social distancing. They're not doing it. So that's probably right. an anomaly. Right. So that just further makes the point that, uh, yeah, it probably has. I took the, the river has cleaned out in a lot of places. Uh, 
I su- they got a lot of bars Uh-oh. and things are closed down. So I suspect you, I suspect some people are probably dealing with some volunteer or involuntary withdrawal from substance because the bars and such are closed. So they might, you know, not, not be able to get all their suds and things. People couldn't get their green beer this week because St. Patrick day was kind of put on hold in most places. So yeah, uh, a whole lot of this will have some constructive result. It is one that words are, uh, important. Uh, what do you mean? When you say pestilence, uh, I mean uh, some sort of uh, uh, incorrect, natural or otherwise uh, behavior that that is uh, that uh, is, is that harms people, and it, it's basically another way of me stating about this virus that exists. That's all. Uh, you know, as far as, uh, did I answer your question? Absolutely. Uh, I asked because that was what I thought you meant when using the term. Uh, but I looked it up and I, I am duty bound to be responsible for, for doing that. Yes. (laughs) I looked, thank you for the question. For sure. (laughs) I looked it up just to inform words are important and the definition in the dictionary for pestilence a fatal epidemic disease, especially bubonic plague. And I paused (laughs) because I said, well, the coronavirus, according to the reports I've seen, does not qualify as a pestilence because it is not a fatal epidemic disease. The recovery rate is close to 90% for uh, the coronavirus. So it is not a fatal epidemic, Uh, panic, all of that. Yes, not saying be reckless, but... Uh, I have seen no report that this is a fatal thing. Most people, uh, old people, maybe immune system weakened, maybe. But if you are healthy and doing all right and you get the Corona, generally uh, the odds are that you are going to recover. So just that just stood out because I saw that in the dictionary. But right on. No confusion there. Words are important. Uh, Let's see. Any other folks? We got about nine minutes left uh any other comments questions observations folks want to share i am very anxious to hear uh how attempted parents have been impacted by this maybe we'll get an opportunity to discuss that tomorrow uh for workplace races or the compensatory call-in uh, to hear how it's impacted and they're not in school and all the rest of it. Uh, I know here uh, I've been seeing children. They are not social distancing at all. Uh, they have been out. It is summer vacation early. Like they have been out kicking it, uh, going to the, which is probably what I'd be doing too. Uh, they've been out kicking it, uh, going to the park, uh, especially the older children. When I say older, like, uh, like the high school children, uh, they have been out kicking it. If their friends have cars, they have been out carpooling. Like you'll see five, six of them spill it, social distancing. Five, six of them spill out where they have just been hanging out going wherever, I guess, going to different people's houses and doing it. I'd be doing the same thing. I'm just saying that's been my general observation uh, that it's just been the grandest time ever uh, to be out and kick it all day long with their friends and hang out on the phone. And you don't even have a timetable of school might not even open back up. You might not have to go to school again until September. So it has just been joyous times. They can't spell social distancing or much of anything else. It is just all day video games and kick it. And woo, 
you all will get at us when you get at us. Um, let's see. Any? Can I be Harris? Yes, ma'am. Oh, so no, really? That's exactly what the children are doing. This is uh, uh, extended vacation. The children, even when you tell them, even because, and it's not their fault because we're supposed to be overseeing them. So we're supposed to make it happen, but we're not. We're stressed out. I'm just mean collectively, not me. I'm great. I picked my son up from there for his grown, so I'm good. But collectively, the parents are stressed out about the kids even being home with them because they're accustomed, a lot of them, to them being gone, you know, <laughs> at least a lot of hours a day, and a lot of the parents don't have time for the curriculum or anything. So it's summer vacation. They are at the park. They're trying to go to the zoo. They're still feeling parties. is crazy. So, you're right. It's, it's not that serious. It's not their fault, though. That's, that's, that's not their fault. Not judging, not blaming their children. That's what children do. As I, If I was 16, I would be clowning. Like, uh, social distancing, whatever. Like, we would be partying 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, I would be upset about basketball. I said that. I probably would be having some major uh, withdrawals from not being able to watch basketball, but I would trade that for no school. No problem. Like I'm sleeping until one o'clock every day, like party time, best spring ever. Um, any other folks, uh, comments that they want to share? will be fascinating to see how all of this unfolds uh, as I said uh, or, or I was almost going to call it workplace racism the global Sunday talk on racism uh, should be this Sunday 3 p.m. Eastern 2 p.m. Central 12 p.m. Pacific uh, I'm really looking forward to having uh oh oh this is B she's back so that doesn't I thought it was somebody who had waited and tried to sneak in on us at the last minute but B was already with us but yeah um, waiting super excited and looking forward to Global Sunday Talk this coming Sunday uh, to hear from black people in different parts of the known universe different parts of the planet what are they seeing what's the school situation there Uh, just I think that is an opportunity to learn a lot we try to do that anyway that's why we've had the global Sunday talk for a long time that's I think constructive uh, under any circumstances but particularly for something like this oh yeah like I'm trying to talk to as many people as possible like what are y'all seeing down in Brazil what's happening in China like England France be in Toronto, everybody, everybody, let's hear it, let's hear it, let's hear it, like, information, like, let's try to make sense of all of this chaos and confusion, uh, be in Toronto. Hi, guys. Yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, thank you, college listeners, um, sorry, I just, uh, literally got off of work right now, because there was another incident that I needed to deal with, with another restraint, um, but uh, all is good. I'm, I'm not further injured, thank goodness. Um, but, yes, um, just wanted to uh, say greetings to you callers and listeners and um, just continue to stay safe and, and practice your code um, while working in the workplace and in, in your day-to-day life. 
and thank you. I leave the line. You said restraint. Did you get like a respirator and gloves and you know, I mean, if you have to touch someone physically. Oh. Unfortunately, no. Um, the uh, the there is the personal protective uh, equipment or PPE um, for the restraint. Um, if it's not an open wound, uh, it doesn't require the gloves. Um, I know that amid the uh, the COVID nineteen, um, you know, there of course there would be the the gown, the gloves, um, the the mask, uh, the N ninety five mask, not the regular surgical mask that would be included. Um, but in this case, because um, no one at the residential home that I work at. Um, has been deemed as having um, COVID-19, then the protective, um, personal protective equipment is very minimal. Um, In this case, I was was dealing with um, a a client who was aggressive, uh, aggressive behavior. Um, So that that was my situation uh, in particular. Much obliged being Toronto. I'm glad no injuries and you are off work now. You can go home and rejuvenate, get some rest, get some water, take some time to decompress, detoxify from all that. But wow. I, I guess I can I'll ask real quick before I let you go and we'll take up all your time. Uh, how do you feel no about that? How do you, how do you feel about that? Them saying, "Hey, did they test everybody?" I guess that'd be one. So, did they come to this conclusion? We tested all of the patients. Nobody here has the Rona. You're safe. You don't need all that extra equipment. Just follow the normal normal protocol. Or was this just nobody here has symptoms? And then the other part is, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like your safety has been compromised? Like, just what is your yeah? How do you feel about that? I feel that my safety has been a, in compromised um, a, a lot of ways, um, both um, by this COVID-19 and by the, um, the aggressive behavior. Um, for the COVID-19, um, there were some residents that um, I had brought personally to the walk-in clinics and to their doctors, and um, according to their physicians, um, they don't have the virus, even though I wasn't advised as to whether or not they would actually be testing um, for it. Um, In terms of uh, staff (laughs) coming in there, um, now there's two staff, there's a white male and a white female that are both um, coughing and working away um, while on the job, and I, you know, ask questions. uh, about, you know, like, is there anything we should know about? Uh, however, the interesting thing about with Canada is that you, and I'm sure with other places as well, you have a right to um, privacy for personal health. So, say uh, even if someone was diagnosed with AIDS and um, they were a health professional and they're treating you, they're not obligated to inform you that they have this diagnosis. So even if they had the COVID-19, um, uh, they, and, and they were diagnosed, they are not obligated to tell you or I as to whether they have it um, at the workplace. 
However, if something comes about where it's contracted it, then um, it's it's uh, it's something that I can I can um, state that you know I, I should have been notified um, uh, and had uh, the appropriate protective procedures and legal implications in place as a result. But um, I mean, because of the uh, the uh, the privacy um, Health Information Act, um, part of the uh, larger um, act of HIPAA, which is to deal with the privacy of information, uh, even if they were tested by their um, doctor, they don't have to notify the rest of the staff or if it's the workplace, although they should. Wow. That is crazy. Like... If it were normal circumstances, it'd be like, oh, but this is this is way beyond normal protocol unless I have been misinformed. They said Ontario is, you know, a hot spot. They're teaming. Got lots of cases here. Like, what the hell? Like, how can we have people here quarant that's why I said it's been so disjointed, uh, the response. Like in some places that is grounds everybody is going to be quarantined you know the coffin folks the people that have been exposed to them like you're all getting tested and you know all the rest of it and i thought that was such a brilliant response uh my health has been uh compromised uh both by the health protocols or lack thereof uh and the aggressive violent behavior like absolutely uh lots of ways that our health is compromised and this is health was compromised way before uh, the Chinese virus. In fact, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, uh, she used to say all the time, uh, none of us qualify for black mental health with this system anyway. That has certainly been exacerbated this week. We'll continue for the foreseeable future. Man, oh, we missed out so much. What if we had Dr. Welsing for this week? Man, to have her uh, medical expertise, third generation physician uh, to kind of help process, make sense uh, of some of this man enormous loss with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.